0: Mr. Homoka? Mm. Stop eating my sesame cake. Stop eating my sesame cake!
1: Welcome back to a brand new episode of not a bomb podcast. Uh, let's just get right into this, Brad. I'm so excited
2: for this movie. (laughs)
1: Yes, this is, this is a big event. Uh, when we announced we were going to talk about Congo, 1995, we had a bunch of people ringing the doorbell saying, Hey, can I come in and talk about this film? And we managed to recruit a couple of people, one familiar voice and one brand new one. Uh, Brad, do you want to introduce the familiar voice?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's our buddy, Charlie. Um, I, I have to say, there's a reason I, I had Charlie come on this episode. Um, when I first met Charlie back in 08. Yeah, that's right. I think. Yeah. Uh, he was the first person that enjoyed Congo and the movie bedazzled just as much <laughs> as I did. So we wow. instantly became friends. So yeah. yeah, 2000s Brendan Fraser vehicle bedazzled.
1: Wow. That's that's what brought you two together. Absolutely. 100%. I, that there's not a lie. Oh, this is gonna be a special episode then. I'm I'm yeah. I'm happy I could be here. So we have a new uh guest. It's somebody that we've talked to for quite a while. And I, I do listen to their podcast. The podcast is called the Mixtape Podcast. It's it does everything. So music, movies, the whole nine yards. And we were lucky enough to get a hold of Twisted Kid Matt from the Mixtape podcast lucky
3: enough Jeez, we were
1: so not that I, hard to get a hold of <laughs> well I, again this is one of those films we had been talking back and forth and as soon as yeah. Congo came up you're like oh my god I love that film we got to talk about it yeah so hey welcome to the show for the first time Matt mm-hmm. how's how's your Labor Day weekend
3: that's not too bad uh got to got to wake up this morning and watch Congo again I had, had to you know not like I didn't really need an excuse but uh yeah it was uh my first thing this morning got up and rewatched the blu-ray of it Oh, wow. Okay. Congo, Congo so. with coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good times.
1: Well, as yeah. is tradition. So Charlie's been through this before. And Charlie, if you want to jump in and answer oh. some of these questions again, go right on ahead because you had great answers on your first round. So if, <laughs> if you want to change that up, let us know. Uh, but, Matt, we we always start with five questions for new guests just so that listeners can kind of level set with your tastes <sighs> oh, and geez. see where you're coming from. <laughs> um, so I'm going to kick off the first question. Brad and I will go back and forth on this. And there's no, um, how should I say, wrong answer. Now we will make fun of you for some of your answers, but they're no, we're not I, wrong,
3: I'm, right? I'm used to that. If uh, if you've listened to the show, uh, if you listen to the mixtape long enough, you know a little bit of uh, what they give me shit for. So,
1: oh yeah, uh, okay. sorry,
3: but am I able to swear?
1: Oh fuck yeah, go ahead.
3: Fuck yeah, okay, cool. then <laughs> right. I just want to make sure it was like I, I didn't know like as a guest, can I do that? So
1: yeah, uh, so here's yeah. the first question. This, this one's a doozy. Okay. So what is your favorite film from your least favorite genre?
3: Ooh. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm right up there alongside with, the, with Brad. I'm not a big fan of musicals, but for some reason, um, I love Newsies. Oh, um, my God. I love you, Matt. Yeah, I know. I know. We've we've met. We've hugged before.
4: <laughs> I know, but I'm saying yeah, I, I love you, you love for me. the Newsies. I'm yeah, sorry.
3: It's great. By the way, The yes. Rocketeer is amazing as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not a not a huge fan of action movies either. What? I know. Right. Um, what? I mean, it depends. But but Troy, I got to thank you for this. Um, not a big fan of action movies, but the man who feels no pain was fucking amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. That's um, yeah. absolutely. Oh, that's a gateway drug, man.
3: The, yeah. The top of the list on that. So
4: man, have, you watched, have you watched RR yet, Matt? I haven't. But it's on my list. Oh, it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, uh, I will add one thing to what Matt said about Newsies. I love Newsies to film. I think it's a lot of fun. It's kind of a mess as as a film goes, but I still love it. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are fans of the film Newsies, avoid the Broadway adaptation, like the plague. Um, <laughs> specifically, given that it is Labor Day weekend that we are recording this, I feel my, it is my duty to uh, adhere to the fact that. Uh, the Broadway play of Newsies not only takes the beloved uh, Jack Kelly, the main character played by Christian Bale in the film, and turns him from like a love of a lovable working class hero into, oh, a tortured artist who actually, re- yes, that is the exact, ma- yeah. that face is the exact reaction I did for the entirety yeah. of this play. Um, turns him to a secret artist. On that one. And yeah. Jeez. And he's uh, now wants to date. um. Uh, William Randolph Hearst's daughter, who's a, who's actually takes the role of Treat William or of uh, Bill Pullman's reporter, um, it's a disaster of epic proportions, yeah. and I kind of want to just murder it in its crib. That like, sounds bad. I could go back and tra- time travel. It might be to kill the producers of the Newsies Broadway musical adaptation versus you know other things.
1: Yeah. I, I feel the, like your opinions, fence, Charlie, <laughs> do not reflect
4: on everybody else. The views. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: like I don't know, Charlie. Are you on the fence on this it's one? Like, ooh, uh, yeah. You really don't like the play huh
4: i really really like see you know you know what it looks like and it is it was sitting in the play having paid 100 dollars plus to see newsies and just sitting there growing more and more angry and by those those are my squinting. favorite
1: charlie moments ever <laughs> is going to a film with you and just watching you just slowly for like a couple hours just lose your cool until He's just it's, seething in hate uh, the whole it's time. Awesome. It's the It is the greatest thing. I, it sounds so weird, but for whatever reason, it just brings me joy to watch Charlie. Yeah, just gets so upset
3: about Charlie
4: guns out of this schadenfreude. Yeah. yeah. Troy, do you have a favorite moment in which I have unleashed my anger in that, in that respect? Oh, it
1: is hands down uh, when we saw the uh, Thing prequel.
4: Yeah, I thought
1: so. And you, so after that, it proceeded Mm -hmm. to get lectured in the parking lot. It was a good almost hour (laughs) for the greatest. No, it's at the Great Escape Cinemas (laughs) in Clarksville. I, I, that, that memory is so ingrained in my head. It feels like it was yesterday, but it was, it was so much fun. I mean, (laughs) it it was
4: was the axe in the door that sent me over the cliff. (laughs) Oh my God. It was when they showed the axe getting put in the door. And I wanted to just, just, there was Charlie, uh, when you watched, the thing, the original, you didn't wonder how that axe got there? You know, I was just <laughs> kind of rolling with how the axe got yeah. there. It wasn't... So,
1: oh,
3: it's, I, it's one of those, like, I. the thing with prequels, you know, no pun intended with the thing, but... The um, thing with the thing. is You already know what's going to happen. Like, sometimes it's kind of cool to see some of that stuff, but with, with the thing, it's like, we know the dog is... <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> sorry, everybody. We know the dog <laughs> is the thing. Spoiler. But, you know, do we need the rest of the story? No, no, we don't. Is it kind of cool that we got more of the thing? Yeah, in a way. But some people would disagree with that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah, one thing you'll find out about me, I'm very forgiving of most movies. Uh, I tend to like a lot of things. Um, Whether I should or not is a whole other thing. Um, And then I have unfortunate, uh, as has been pointed out by my Co-hosts on the mixtape. I have a longer list of weird-ass movies that most people haven't seen than I do of movies that I should have seen by now, such as Top Gun, which I just watched for the first time like two days ago.
1: Oh man, yeah, you texted me that. I'm like, how, how, how is that possible,
4: Matt? How was that experience? What'd you think? It it was a movie. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yep. yeah we don't we don't need your communist propaganda going on here yeah, man. so you just shut it down right now yeah,
4: um,
3: the <laughs> best part was my wife was sitting there watching oh i'm sorry uh, hey let's go on to yeah. the next
1: question um <laughs> let's go on. brad what, what's she, the next she question knew I wasn't
3: gonna like it though
1: so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah whatever <laughs> we're shutting that down right now <laughs>
2: Oh boy. Okay. If Hollywood, play him off. <laughs> yeah. And that's all we got, folks. Just um, a comrade met. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if if Hollywood made a movie about your life, who would you like to see the lead role as you?
3: Oh my god. Um I I kind of think that uh Tyler Labine would probably be Ooh, visually okay. visually a good good call on that one. Um we both look good in overalls. Oh uh, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I haven't had overalls on in forever, but I'm sure I probably look, you know, I'd rock them. Um, but yeah, like him in uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil is pretty on par with me. I'm, you know, a little, a little awkward around people and, you know, I mean, well, and then come off a little awkward. So <laughs> that's
1: yeah. a great,
2: sure, he, he said Tucker and Dale so he can stay, right?
1: Yes, he can. Cause Tucker and I Dale. Love, I love Tucker is and Dale. Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest so films of all time. Top 10, top 10 for yeah. me okay next one so we're talking congo it is a monkey movie mm-hmm. or gorilla movie whatever it's all the same
2: okay can, can we Great just get this Ape. out of the way we, need, we don't need just science I, don't, here. I don't know the difference between monkeys <laughs> chimpanzees apes gorillas i don't know any of the difference yeah. they're all the same yeah. okay they I mean, all look the same to me wow <laughs> <laughs> leave your
1: science at the door yeah. i don't, just know. Got, I don't know just got
4: canceled i'm sorry amy, That's just...
3: amy can pretty much tell the difference between an ugly gorilla and you know yeah
1: true Unless she can true. tell them to go
3: away amy yep. pretty uh, Which, by the way, do you guys do with the hand motions whenever you're doing your Amy impersonations? I uh, just let right Brad hand hand. handle It's a pre wacker It's a pre Green <laughs> <a pre-weekly>. <laughs> <what? Rain laughs> drop drink.
1: Green <laughs> right. drop drink is... Here you go. Your next question. What is your favorite monkey or gorilla movie of all time?
3: Oh, dude. Okay. Um, <laughs> I could say uh, Outbreak, but no, it's, that's just fucked up. Um, I actually really like the... I believe it's Matt Reeves... Uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy. Oh, I, I like those a lot um, for, you know, say what you will about them. I know you will, but um, I I really like what they what they did with that and kind of uh, pretty much anything Andy Circus has done as far as being an ape <laughs> in things. <laughs> he's done a lot of them. So, yeah, that's a Andy great circus I, I like
4: eight universe. All, all, <laughs> the, all three of those are Ape-verse. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I still think those are incredibly poorly titled. Like, yes, they are. They just—they just, don't like the second one's called what? Uh, what's the second one? Dawn. Dawn. Is it dawn. dawn? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's like that. The, the, that should have been the first. Yeah, yeah. it's like the the
3: the dawn means your
4: the timing. Day. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make sense. But I mean, if the they're la- going with
3: the like George Romero Night of the Living Dead, yeah. you know, naming then that kind of makes sense. You go night dawn day, and then we, we'll just disregard. The, the latter trilogy of Romero's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, Charlie, gosh, land. Charlie, <clears throat> I
4: I, kind of want to know Land was fun. I'll give it that land, land fun. is fun, but it just, I don't think it holds up yeah. well. Like it just kind of mm. like, it's hard to rewatch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, what's yeah. your, your favorite monkey or gorilla movie? I'm curious. King
4: Kong original.
1: The, really? Okay.
3: No, no question. I figured I have actually seen that one. Believe it or not. <laughs> I have seen that.
1: So yeah. <laughs> what about, what about you, Brad? I'm curious on yours too
4: oh it's tough you're more of a jeff bridges king kong right yeah yeah exactly um <laughs> yeah. that is the worst gorilla in all of cinema history i will say that the, the do you the, imagine if he said monkey bone oh well we weren't brendan Fraser
3: today
1: yeah so yeah, uh true. Ma- true. i might yeah. say
2: dawn of the planet of the apes because of the gary oldman good gary Oldman. so yeah
1: okay yeah. i'm going with I've uh, uh i'm going with every which way but loose with clint eastwood
2: of course you would. Yep.
1: Yeah, so, you would do that. Yeah,
4: that is such a Troy pick. And
2: That's moving pick. on. <laughs> uh, who is your favorite Ninja Turtle and why?
4: Mine
3: is Michelangelo. Uh, for obvious reasons, he's. You're a party dude? He's the party dude. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> party dude. <laughs> I'm the party dude. Uh, which is completely the opposite of me as a person, You're anyway. A I'm like dude. the most. Hi, my name is Matt, and
2: I like to party.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good answer. I
2: like to party. Man. You,
1: you want to do the last one, Brad?
2: Oh, yeah. And. Uh, what is your favorite movie bomb that you would recommend to everybody?
3: Oh God, uh, bringing it back around, Congo. I, I, I think it's it's probably Congo. It's one of my favorite. Just like I, I hate to say guilty pleasure because I feel no guilt or shame in the fact that I love Congo. Um, but yeah, I I also have like different qualifications of what is you know a bomb, and you know, like I said, I love a lot of movies that I shouldn't love um by most people's standards so that's yeah
1: no that's good that's good picking i'm glad you're here i us got to kiss it, the
3: ass of congo while we're talking about it a little bit there you so go there you go I, I couldn't put it as my favorite gorilla movie because you know then i would have just been the same congo 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 for everything but you can you can do it, it. Yeah. it's
1: it's your world yeah. man do whatever you want <laughs> uh <I'm trying. laughs> well let, let's get into this we're going to talk about 1995's congo it it is so crazy to me how many people love this film now did all did you guys see it in the theater, or was this something that you picked up on home media?
3: Yeah, I-, I saw it in the theater. Yep. yep, same here.
1: Okay, I skipped this one in the theater. Saw it, um, gosh, late, late in the game.
4: The but- amount of crap that you have seen in the theater, <laughs> and you somehow missed Congo.
2: You didn't fall for the marketing that was like from the guy who wrote the book that Jurassic Park was
1: Yeah, yeah you oh, didn't yeah.
3: fall for Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you I didn't s- get the adaptation of the, you know, yeah. the novelization. I happened to see out. the
1: trailer and I was like, "Eh, now I'm good." <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but when this when this came out in 95, it was up against some stiff competition, I believe. So Brad, you want to take us back and let's get into sort of the numbers. And talk about how this thing did on its initial release.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So released June 9th of 1999 with a reported budget of $50 million. Um, this one actually is a, a bomb on one side and not the other. So box office return, you have domestic at 81, internationally at 71 for a grand total of $152 million. Wow. So this movie did make money. Um, opening weekend, it's actually made $24 million and that's good enough for first place, it beats out movies like Casper, The Bridges of Madison County, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Braveheart, Crimson Tide, Forget Paris, While You Were Sleeping, and Johnny Mnemonic. Oh,
1: boy. Yes. Wow. So you're, I did you' so see that one in the theater. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: Listener, I know what you're saying. 52, $152 million is greater than $50 million. It is. Critically sits at a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 29% with the audience. Not favorable, if you will. Um, one in five people like this movie, Troy. So we don't have five people. So
4: we will see how this one plays out. 50% of those negative reviews are just about Dylan Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: That's fair. But Oop.
2: Troy, we only care about one review. Uh-oh. And that is movie guy. I wanted to hear this. <laughs> okay, I, I will this say something good. I yeah. will say this one. Don't go, don't get your hopes up. It's not Aww, very good. Oh, uh, Come on. let's get our guesses out. Congo is a what's on their scale. Again, plus four to minus four. Got what it. do we
3: got? Uh I think I'm gonna go with a minus
1: one. Okay. Minus two. Okay. I'm going minus one. Minus two. Oh, see, I've never got one of these right. Yeah. So we have moderate
2: <laughs> language, moderate violence, no sex, no nudity.
1: Wow. We'll get to that. There's a lot of gorilla nudity. <laughs> yeah, got yeah,
2: these gorillas. A lot of grip mm-hmm. gorilla upper nudity going on here.
4: Yeah. Um, See, the the minus two is because there's the gorillas and the concept of evolution. All this, thing. you never know. Yes. They're yeah. just yep. you got probably you make exactly a good point,
1: Charlie. That's that's yeah. probably a big reason why it's scored. Yeah, mm-hmm. without yeah they're that. like, they if humans are siloed. here, if yeah. humans
2: are here and gorillas are here at the same time, how did we come from gorillas? That's what mm-hmm. they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we got pagan worldview with elements of environmentalism and African tribal religions. Eighteen oh obscenities, four <laughs> profanities, three vulgarities. I think that's fucking shit. Um, <laughs> Moderately describing air
3: conditioners in yeah, that one.
2: <laughs> moderate violence, including bloody corpses, a bloody eyeball, explosions, gunfire, a killer gorilla who rips and smashes humans. Alcohol use smoking and two characters are motivated are motivated by extreme greed. Wow. <laughs> okay. I love I love how
3: pagan worldview is pagan just other <laughs> cultures. It's
1: because like, of the oh, ceremony. In
3: Africa. Oh.
2: Okay, so <laughs> it's the little I, ceremony. I forgot about that. And I don't
3: I don't wanna I don't wanna
2: like read so too much of the review, but the last paragraph of the review is pretty good. Congo suffers from poor acting, poor script writing, and convoluted themes. Several obscenities and gross but moderate violence will keep the young ones away while stupid writing and acting with convoluted themes will disappoint grownups.
1: Oh, wow. That's harsh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, coming from the website that doesn't know what a period is and they use elements, every other word. Come on, movie guy. True. True. Okay. And films that you could have seen June of 1995. We have uh Bridges of Madison County. Which made 175 million dollars. I've never seen it. Movie fucking snooze fest.
1: Why snooze
2: fest? Um, we have a movie called Smoke.
1: Okay, oh. Harvey Keitel.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. That's really? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pocahontas on its way to 347 million dollars. Oh, Batman yeah. Forever, Apollo 13 Ooh, made a lot okay. of money, obviously.
3: Yeah.
2: Judge Dredd, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Yes. Hell yeah. yeah. I have news for did. life.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty stacked June. That
2: really is a big June.
1: Yeah, mm.
2: I saw like lots of those movies in the yeah. theater.
1: I did too. Actually, I, <laughs> I think I saw all of them except Congo Rangers. in the theater.
2: And what were you doing, Troy? <laughs> don't How know. did you see all of those except? Con- that's? A, did you <laughs> see smoke instead of Congo? Uh,
1: no, actually I think I caught smoke on um, VHS or DVD when it came out. Mm, okay. So well, let's talk about the people. Behind the camera, in front of the camera, we'll start with behind and director Frank Marshall. Uh, you guys familiar with Mr. Marshall in terms of, I don't know, his credits or, or what he's done?
2: Yes. He awesome. made an awesome, he made one, well, well, he made a good movie. He made before, a good movie? He made a good movie before Congo.
1: Okay. Are you talking about arachnophobia?
2: Of course I am. Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So Frank Marshall, primarily, if you look at his filmography, it's more producing credits. And he has produced a lot of bangers going back even as far as like The Warriors in 1979, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Poltergeist, Back to the Future, Color Purple. Uh, This guy has five Oscar nominations for best picture as a producer.
2: I think one of the things you have to talk about with him is he produced a lot of Spielberg films. He did.
1: He worked. Congo,
2: (laughs) you could say, is inspired or, you know, uh, let's see, copied of a uh, Spielberg film. I'm going to, we'll
3: get to it. We'll get to it. But
2: it's like the multiplicity rule, right? It's like, it's a copy of a copy of a copy. It it is. It's number four. And suddenly, (laughs) yeah, Yeah.
4: I have a lot to say about the Jurassic Park to Congo one-to-one here. So,
1: okay. Well, he, he, so it's funny you bring that up, Brad. He worked for Amblin Productions from 1980 to 91. So he's working for Spielberg, right? Uh, He started Kennedy Marshall um, production company in 1992 and ended up getting a deal with Paramount. Now, Kathleen Kennedy Is Frank Marshall's wife in Kathleen. Calm
2: down, nerds. Okay, calm down, nerds. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy is the president of
1: Lucasfilm. He doesn't have an extensive uh, filmography when it comes to directing, but he did Arachnophobia, Alive in 1993, Congo, Eight Below in 2006. He has still been directing most recently. Eight
4: Below is not bad.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, And
3: Alive, if if that was one that you listed, that is one of my favorites as well. I, I was a huge fan of the book growing up and then went and saw that in the theater as well. And yeah, it's still a favorite of mine.
1: Yeah. He's, he's doing a lot of documentaries. I mean, his, his most recent one jazz fest in new Orleans story, he seems to be concentrating a little bit more on musical documentaries Mm. later in his career. Uh, but a a really good director, if you kind of, if you kind of look at his product and output, I mean, he's, he's pretty competent. Um, that leads us to the screenplay by John Patrick Shanley. So he won an Oscar for best screenplay in 1987 for Moonstruck and he was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay with Doubt in 2009. Now, Congo is based on the novel by Michael Crichton. The original novel came out in 1980. We'll talk about the production and development. It's kind of weird how this thing came about. Uh, And we talked ad nauseum about Michael Crichton when we discussed the 13th Warrior in 1999. I do have a quick question. Did anybody read the original novel? Congo? Yes.
3: That was actually why I went and saw the movie.
1: How different is it? From the um, filmers, or did they keep pretty close to it?
3: Fairly close, if I remember right. It's been years since I've read it, but uh, one of my favorite characters, Herkimer Homolka, yep. uh, does not appear in the novel. Um, he's made up for the film. I'm not so therefore, sure the, the lie, film is
4: better than the book. Herkimer yeah. Homolka, formerly yeah. of Romania. Yeah. yeah. Get us, just
3: Three now, of the chains p- of the Ceaușescu, yeah. traveling the world and doing good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun when we Love talk about this movie. thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cinematography by Alan DeVoe, who shot ET, the extraterrestrial, the color purple. You'll see that film come up a lot. Harry and the Hendersons bugsy. This one's for Brett. Okay. Meatloaf Bad out of hell to the picture show, 1994. He directed that as well. Um, and the, uh, the astronaut's wife in 99, that was, uh, Depp and Charlize Theron. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah
2: we Rand, Rand Ravish or whatever that guy's name is. Is there a director on that? I think.
1: Yeah. Uh Composer, Jerry Goldsmith. We talked about him when we talked about the man from uncle um, 18 Oscar nominations, one Oscar win for best original score. Anybody know the film? The Onen, uh, 1976. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> now <clears throat> you can't talk about this film without talking about the production design. Cause this is a globe trotting film, right? So we have J Michael Riva who was <laughs> again, Another title we're going to, we're going to come up again, uh, Oscar nominee for the color purple, right around this time. Now he's got a pretty extensive filmography, but leading up to this, he worked on Dave North and then did Congo and finished, uh, after he did that, he went on to work on hard rain, the Christian Slater, I think Morgan Freeman action film. And we have gorillas by Stan Winston himself. And I believe we talked about Stan when we talked predator two, right, Brad? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. And, and just as a refresher, we won't go through through the filmography, but won Best Visual Effects for Jurassic Park, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, and Aliens. And he won Best Makeup for Terminator 2. I, I think we would all agree, if you look at the people they put behind the camera, that's a pretty extensive list of talent. There's some pedigree here. And it amazes me how many of these names have, like, Oscar nominations or wins. Let's talk about the people in front of the camera. I, can we all agree not a lot of heavy hitters in terms of actors or actresses for 1995. Is that fair to say?
3: It's a I lot think, of B. It's not a B tier. Yeah. I think they became bigger actors later on and, and specifically in Laura Lenny. Well, it, like, to me, her work on
4: Ozark is just, ugh. it's like TV show all stars. Yeah. Like, like not that that's a bad thing, but you know, like Ernie Hudson at this point is, is I don't know if he's on Oz yet but he's heading there isn't he soon um and then laura linney obviously is someone who's kind of in and out of stuff she'll be in truman show pretty soon after this but she's not like a a thing and like Uh eventually she'll get to ozark you know in what like 20 years but that's incredible and her performance in it is insane yeah um and and then it's just a bunch of people you're like oh yeah yeah, i know them from yeah that like one time they were on CSI New Orleans.
2: Well, and then there's um, Joey Pants. So Joey yeah. Pants is in yeah. everything.
4: Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: uncredited.
4: Makes sense. Is it really Eddie yeah. Ventro? Just you know, Joey Pants in and, out. and
1: Delroy Lindo are both uncredited in this film,
4: and they both should have been in twice as much of the movie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they they do maybe the more scene where they show up. Yeah, yeah. You're. I think you're right, Charlie. I mean. Laura Linney at this time she does Dave in ninety three searching for Bobby Fisher in ninety three. Simple twist of fate in ninety four Congo in ninety five follows that up with Primal Fear in ninety six.
4: Ooh, yeah, Primal Fear is good.
1: Yeah, so she's she's a great actress. She yeah. really has some good films. Dylan Walsh, um, leading up to this, <laughs> did Radio Inside and Nobody's Fool, which is Nobody's Fool is really good with Paul Newman. Um, sorry,
4: but, I just got. You said Dylan Walsh and I fell asleep immediately. It, it, yeah, dude, got by is, a, a fake gorilla. <laughs> a is. lot of fake gorillas. actually. <sighs> Dylan Walsh is a, is movie ambient. That man is absolutely lifeless. It's how has he ever worked? I don't know. He's not even like, he's not a hunk. He's not a, anything. Like he is a Like he looks like he should be a dentist that. Got a restraining order placed against him you because he, he had an affair with a receptionist, and then he lost his practice. It's so specific. It is. He's Dude, like you're he, spot on, so Charlie. It's,
1: he is. He is the <laughs> suburban dentist. That's what he looks like. Oh my God.
4: But the suburban dentist whose life fell apart because he ends up hooking up with someone on staff.
2: Well, yeah, typically that. He's the guy from uh, what was it? Uh, Pet Cemetery. He had to
4: leave Chicago to like you know <laughs> go in by
2: the autobahn. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
4: I, I cannot talk enough about Dylan Walsh's movie because I've not seen this movie in a very long time and I fired this up and I was like oh yeah Dylan Walsh is in this thing I forgot about him five minutes later I were, remember I remember why I forgot about you, Dylan weren't, you
3: weren't afraid of Dylan Walsh was it the stepfather or whatever I did not see that I refused mm, yeah. to watch that remake that is about the only thing I actually remembered him from and you know how I remembered him from it I looked it up on IMDb and I was like oh it's that guy oh, <laughs> it's okay. Dylan yeah. Walsh
1: yeah, I, re- I remember nothing about Congo. this guy, I, I, and, and even when I read, I'm like, "Oh, he's in that Paul Newman film." I kind of remember him there, but I, same thing—I wouldn't have like remembered him unless I looked it up. What Paul Newman movie? Nobody's fool. Ninety-four.
4: Oh, okay. I just—I mean, I only know him from Nip Tuck because he was in Nip Tuck for like five years or whatever it was mm-hmm. on FX, and the ads were everywhere, constant. I never watched that show, but like it was like Nip Tuck was all over Ooh. the place. Nip Tuck's pretty good.
1: It is, but is again, it? I forgot mm-hmm. he was in it. But he's like,
4: forgot <laughs> <laughs> of, he was in
2: that show. I've committed hours of my life. Yeah. To. I don't know if Nip Talk like holds up to now, but I did, I remember in the early two thousands, it was pretty solid.
1: Yeah. Well, wait, wait. He plays a
4: doctor in that, doesn't? He? Yeah. 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 See. Yeah. You See. There you go. Yep. You're right. Mm-hmm. Doctor,
3: dentist. Uh, who and else we got? We got Tommy. Ernie Hudson.
4: Tomato, tomorrow. The great. Oh, Sorry, yes. you, you the
1: forgot great. The, the phrase. Yeah.
4: The great Ernie the Hudson. Doctor Ernie yeah. Hudson. Yeah. As yeah. now.
1: I mean, we we talked about Ernie Hudson and when we talked about Ghostbusters 2. The, the guy's fantastic. Um mm. we've got Tim Curry, Herkimer Homolka. Yes, that's correct.
2: Just <laughs> chewing the scenery, oh. like just watching that man
1: get fat on this is amazing. Chewing scenery and sesame cake. Yes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> stop oh, dude. I was, stop I was eating <laughs> my sesame cake. I was taking pictures
3: of my stop TV eating my sesame cake my, while I was watching this. Just all the quotes i put the subtitles on just so i could get quotes and then just send them as pictures to friends of mine while i was watching it this morning
4: uh, there's no, a reason so that good. the best scene in the movie is delroy lindo ernie hudson laura Linney, and tim curry sitting in a freaking room eating coffee and cake okay <laughs> The best scene in the movie is a stapling of oh bag shut. Stapling stapling no 20, bag. Nobody beat Don't worry. We're gonna talk about that scene for no less than four it's, hours. So yeah, the best worry. thing, and it should be in the Louvre.
1: I, I feel like that is gonna be the centerpiece of our conversation. When we get to watch <laughs> on the film. But let's keep going. Grant Hesloff is Richard. It, this surprised me. Joe Don Baker uh shows up um, as the dad, RB Travis. Bruce Campbell's in it for what, five minutes? Yeah, uh, probably as a favor. Yeah, we got. Joey. Hey, guess
3: what? He yell, he yells, does, which is good. The, by yeah. the by, the way, he was he was up for the role that Dylan Walsh got. So yeah, it should have been Bruce Campbell. The that's such a better movie. That that's
1: yeah. so yeah. ridiculous to me that he would have got that little bit part in Dylan. Walsh. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, just stupid.
4: Like I don't know if he would have honestly. Uh, I don't know how the energy he would have been able to bring because he's he's Bruce Campbell. Like it's yeah. like I don't know if the movie's.
1: He'd a be a primatologist,
4: better? but a cocky primatologist. Yeah, but it'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah, he'd, you'd, actually, watch you'd he'd understand why something. that monkey, why that gorilla was a him. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, he wouldn't answer half the <laughs> questions about his specific field of research with "I don't know," which is what Dylan Walsh fucking does the whole time. He's yeah. like, oh, "I don't know about apes or whatever. I'm just but, here with the monkey." But think of it this way, Charlie. God,
3: I, half the movie is everybody else looking at Dylan Walsh and basically going, "You're a fucking idiot." Why are Do you was, here? Like, what? Unless you know how to fly a plane, I suggest you you put on this parachute. Why? <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Literally, just tell him. Figure it out.
1: Like, uh we, like, talked, about, about, it. Him. we, we talked about. The pilots are it.
3: gone. We're crashing. You should fucking put on a parachute and jump. Because figure it out. I
4: really wish Ernie Hudson had just withheld that information. <laughs> you know, just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Just, yeah. just, just, just <laughs> buckle you, up. You, Here's you your bag here. of peanuts, some yeah. pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> the movie would be better <laughs> give him the, the uh give him the, banana the gorilla with the inside. gorilla prozac give him the gorilla prozac you like bananas pretty <laughs> he helps just, just murders dylan drugging dylan walsh.
3: walsh and leaving him on a crashing plane yeah
1: <laughs> better movie we talked about joey pants delroy so did everybody know that uh jimmy buffett had a cameo in this film
3: <laughs> i did actually know that <laughs> yeah. not yeah he's yeah, one, yeah, of, the he's pilot. one mm-hmm. of the pilots one of the pilots yeah okay Could, jimmy buffett sucks ass yeah Okay. He could have stayed on the plane too.
2: Yeah, he should have stayed on the plane.
1: Wow, that's aggressive Brad. The
2: <laughs> music sucks. It's, yeah. it's
1: it's
4: the most boring tri It's for
2: it's for divorced moms of that are 50 years and older.
4: Yeah. Everyone I don't come like out to swinging on this, this the episode. Salt in the bar. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. It's like, yes, I also like alcohol. Yes. Like I don't feel like I I I feel like I'm forced to listen <laughs> to that whenever I pick up something that's not a beer. Yeah, I, I'm not a alone. Jimmy
1: Buffett fan, but I guess I appreciate uh, a couple of his songs. That's about it. Maybe
3: I'll give him credit. He's built an empire of stupidity, he but it's an He's empire. He's got a
1: cult. It yeah. rivals Scientology, yeah. quite honestly.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. We're all going to get shot tomorrow. Yeah. They all drink the poisoned margaritas or whatever mm-hmm, the fuck mm-hmm. they do. Okay.
1: Real quick. We're going to talk about production and development. So Michael Crichton wanted to do a modern day version of King Solomon's minds. Okay. He pitched the idea to 20th Century Fox in the late 70s, who bought the film rights before the story had even been written. So this rapid development resulted in Michael Crichton suffering writer's block, which he treated by spending time in an isolation tank. Crichton received $1.5 million in advance for the novel, screenplay, and a directing fee. He had never worked that way before, usually writing the book, then selling it. He eventually managed to finish the book, and it became a bestseller. So it came out in 1980. Crichton started writing the screenplay in 81 after completing the film Looker. He had enjoyed working with Sean Connery on The Great Train Robbery and wrote Congo, hoping to make the film version with Connery in the lead and Crichton to direct. <laughs> so he didn't want Dylan Wall. She wanted Sean Connery. Uh, a the bit f- of a downgrade. <laughs> yeah. It's <Yeah. laughs> like. The film you know, ran into problems gosh. when Crichton learned that he could
2: Do you not. want me to shag, shag this gorilla? <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh my
1: god. <laughs> uh, I, I, say, I swear this
4: gorilla wants to fuck. <laughs> Just gave me a martini on a plane. Oh god, that's funny. Um my chest and the gorillas are identical.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good. Uh, The film ran into problems when Crichton learned that he could not use a real gorilla to portray the character of Amy, (laughs) which led him to leaving the project. That's why he left the project. From there, it was offered to several directors, including Spielberg and John Carpenter, who both declined. Oh, my God. That
4: is a universe I want to see. Amy would rip someone's face off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A brief attempt was made to revive the project in the late 80s, but to no avail. Eventually, Frank Marshall directed the film with little, if any, involvement from Crichton. The film's teaser credits... John Patrick Shanley and Crichton as co-screenwriters, but the subsequent trailer in the film itself only credit Shanley as the, as the uh, writer. So this thing got nominated for a bunch of awards. Did you guys know that? Yeah. yeah. For, like, Saturn the greatest,
2: awards? greatest movie of all time awards. Yeah.
1: yeah. So the Saturn award, it got, it yep. uh, was nominated for best science fiction film and best director mm-hmm. at the golden raspberry awards it got worst new star and worst supporting actress was amy the talking gorilla
2: yes you yes. <laughs> imagine God. that dumbass gorilla <laughs> do an acceptance speech
1: yeah worst thank you
2: st- amy academy thank you, thank thank you. you. go
3: away <laughs> thank you thank
1: you thank you worst supporting actor tim curry was nominated
3: <laughs> that's that's a travesty that's blasphemy
1: yep worst Fucking original blasphemy. song jerry goldsmith feel the Spirit of Africa, that was nominated. Worst Screenplay. That's
4: a good song.
1: Was nominated. Worst Picture and Worst Director. Now, it lost Worst Picture. Do you know what movie beat it that year? <sighs> 95? Five. We've talked about 90? it on the show, actually. It surprised me. Oh, man. It's a... Uh... Showgirls. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was Showgirls. It was a thing. By yeah. the way, uh, shout out to Jose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I
3: kind of want to know his take on this film, by the way. Oh, so, he loves it. Jose yeah. message me. Message me on Instagram. We'll he absolutely about. loves it.
1: Yeah. Well, that that's all of the homework that's out of the way. Uh, I am super excited to talk about this and, and to hear all your guys take on this real quick. We're going to take just a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to spend a couple hours talking about one probably scene in this <laughs> entire film. And um obviously just give Ernie Hudson all the love. But when we get back, you're gonna hear everybody's thoughts on Congo.
4: Stop eating my sesame cake! <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you see what I get from the refreshment counter. Oh boy, popcorn and hot dogs and ice cream and oh boy, sparkling ice cold Coca-Cola. Oh boy, that tastes good. Have you been to the refreshment, Connor?
3: Remember, your favorite snack will
1: taste especially good with world-famous ice-cold Coca-Cola. The time, 1981. A virus from space kills all dogs and cats on the earth. 1985, chimpanzees and gorillas are adopted as pets. The pets evolve into slaves,
0: beaten and tortured victims of mankind. And now, a chimpanzee
1: rises to give the word for the revolt of the apes. My
4: people will plot for the inevitable day of man's downfall. And that day is upon you, Conquest,
1: the planet of the apes, it's all new, the biggest and most exciting ape picture yet, as a world of apes battles for domination of planet Earth. The Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, from 20th Century Fox, rated PG, parental guidance suggested, the most awesome spectacle in the annals of science fiction. We're back. Uh, listen, before we get into this, we we should just get something out of the way first, gentlemen. The uh, proverbial elephant in the room. So this... we in the room? Yeah, this, this film <laughs> really is uh, maybe two scenes away from being a lifetime movie called A Gorilla's Cry for Help. Um, <laughs> Stalked by my gorilla doctor. Yeah. So <laughs> listen, Amy might be in an abusive sexual relationship and doesn't know it let's just put that out there consider listen consider the evidence real quick I think
2: amy's got a real tight grip
1: i don't know <laughs> just real quick we gotta get this out of the way so we really talk about the film because i have concerns here
4: tickle amy tickle <laughs> that's yeah. one
1: of the things so a- amy gets jealous of the ugly girl dr karen ross right um come on it's Laura litter you not an ugly gorilla yeah uh, Dr. Peter Elliot here confirms um, Dr. Karen Ross's ugliness, so as not to upset Amy. Right mm-hmm. uh, now, this this is where it it starts to really I don't I don't know, but tickle me, yeah, tickle me. We've we've, we've no, got um, we've got <laughs> this thing. condition where Amy is asking for tickles, and it's and it goes. I guess there's there's a sequence. Th- there's this one sequence. It's just really crazy. They're on the airplane. And Dr. Peter Elliott knows Amy likes martinis or the green drink, right? So he's obviously been giving her a lot of alcohol in the past. Then they do these tickle sessions. And uh, when asked why he taught the gorilla or, or why he taught a gorilla to talk, um, Peter Elliott quotes Yates and uh, being lonely. All right. And, and it doesn't stop there. There's more tickling going on throughout the film. There's a big spoon, little spoon situation in the tent between Amy and Dr. Peter Elliott at one point. <laughs> Why'd you
4: got to remind me of that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, everybody on the expedition calls Dr. Peter Elliott and Amy husband and wife because they know what's going on, obviously. And yeah. and let's not forget how many times Amy is drugged in the film. Yeah. Um, and that's
3: that story, right? By okay. the way, you would think that with this relationship, that gorilla specifically the one that can talk is the one you don't want to talk yeah yeah well, keep that thing shut <laughs> amy
2: That's fondled amy diddled amy was diddled yeah. yeah yeah amy
1: diddle yeah
2: amy amy no, concerned. Concerned. Yeah. amy. no consent
1: i i here's my take on this dr um, Elliot in 10 years gets me too <laughs> i
4: told you i told you what did i say he loses his
1: practice he does um That's- It's tragic, though. I mean, if you think about it, you tell this story from Amy's point of view and you have an entirely different film. I think you get a dramatic and emotionally heavy film about one girl's escape from her unhealthy abusive relationship yeah, so now from that eye looks a little bit different now that indoctrinated her <laughs> as a child it's an entirely different film but the jungle law
3: billboards that i see all over all over town have a whole new connotation
1: yeah can he, and oh, she's seven and she's seven you? by the way yeah. that that is th- this whole thing has to be unintentional or is it intentional
3: I hope it's unintentional. I hope no, it's unintentional. Read into it,
4: they you know. constantly reference. Oh, look at them. Do it. They did it. Like they make jokes it's about so it. creepy.
1: The goddamn movie. It's so creepy. I don't know what it is. Maybe the meat. <laughs> That's why this bit. is a
4: movie guide minus two for bestiality. I thought
1: it yeah, be- they
3: didn't even mention that they had no fucking problem with that. They had a problem with African culture. They had an actual problem <laughs> with that, but not a gorilla getting fucked by her doctor. <laughs> like that is that was a step too far.
1: Yeah. Like,
3: oh let's not let's not mention that let's but it's, worry it's, about the African, i'm telling Chinese you it
1: looks. for me I, I know you guys love this film watching this again picking up on that stuff it was weird and i don't, I don't know if that's today's environment because of you we are a bit more sensitive to those things probably um, but i, uh, I
3: definitely thing, didn't pick up on it as much when i was a kid as i did now i'll say that
4: yeah one thing uh, in dylan walsh's favor And like we just said, she learns how to talk and he's given her something. So maybe this isn't, but like he's trying to send her home. But maybe she has said a few things that he has been (laughs) able to catch via, you know, his little power glove and realize, oh God, (laughs) she's going to talk. I need to get her (laughs) home. I got to dump this gorilla. (laughs) I got to dump this bitch. (laughs) I am screwed. I am going straight to monkey jail if I do not. get this one you know who can't understand this gorilla other gorillas (laughs)
3: let's
4: Let's her back there listen to that let's get let's get a romanian (laughs) philanthropist on board i don't take anybody get this bitch out of here because i'm going under
1: all right so that's out of the way it's we'll we'll just shelve that it it could be there could not be there i don't know uh but let's just get back to like your general thoughts in the film matt i'm gonna start with you since uh you're the rookie here. You've seen this, I don't know how many times, you you just recently upgraded to the Blu-ray edition, right?
3: Yeah. I actually thought I owned the movie on DVD, and I think it got lost, and we had a few floods when we first moved into our house, and I think it was one of them that got completely trashed. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Now, if a I, volcano would have destroyed, destroyed it, that would have been devastating, because, yeah. Yeah. Some uh, CGI lava coming through my house and fucking shit up, but... But yeah, I I had to upgrade to the, uh, had to, quote unquote, had to upgrade to the Blu-ray.
1: Makes total sense to me, man. Yeah, yeah. Safe space. uh, Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So what are are Um, your thoughts watching this again? Did you, uh, I I assume you enjoyed it just as much.
3: Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, There were a couple of moments that dragged and it was uh, sadly whenever Dylan Walsh is on screen just being stupid. Um, Although, like I said, Everybody's reaction to him is just the icing on the cake of like, okay, they realize he's an idiot too. Um, but yeah, I mean, just you know, it's it's one of the most quotable movies that like you can you can use it like we have tonight. Um, use it in conversation occasionally um, if somebody else, you know. Does a little a, a call back whenever you you know yelled stop eating my sesame cake at work in a factory, which I have done many times, um, and somebody you know yells it back from across the room. It's it's just great, you know. But um, is it but again? It's it's just one of those movies that like it, it holds a special place with me. Of I read the book when it came out because you know I saw Jurassic Park, read that novel. And then at the time I was like really big into reading and I, I got Congo and read that too. And then I was like, oh, they're making a movie of Congo. And I went and saw that too. So it's just always been, you know, one of my go-tos of, it's 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 comfort food film for me. Just, well, you mentioned- It's not good. I'll tell you that. It's well, not that, good,
1: that's but I what want I wanted that. to ask. So you, you had yeah. mentioned it's very quotable yes. and, and maybe this is for everybody. Is, is it quotable because it's a good film or is it quotable because the, the it's just a ridiculous film.
2: <laughs> it's this movie is absolute trash.
3: Yeah, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> so fun. Um, just like we we keep referring to that the the one scene where they're all just in that what is it, like a consulate prison. Th- I don't know what the hell that location was. But embassy sort of embassy. Yeah. N- yeah. Embassy with detainment. Uh, <laughs> just bizarre, but like any any scene of that movie. You can probably find at least one quote from it that is just probably unintentionally hilarious. I don't think there was any attention of this to be a comedy, but I see a lot of comedic aspects to it. Okay. So. What, what about you, yeah, Charlie? It's definitely like a riffable movie. So,
1: How was how your, your viewing experiences? Because I, I know this is one you and I have talked about. Um, actually, you, Brad and I talked about ad nauseum, but uh, how, how did this showing go?
4: This showing was very different for me. I will be perfectly honest with you all. I have loved Congo for as long as I feel like I have been able to breathe. I know that is not true, um, but it feels like it's kind of in my DNA. Um, it's just a movie I grew up with. I watched in the theater. I watched a thousand times on HBO. I recorded. I had the VHS. I watched it over and over again until it ran out, um, and I still forgot Dylan Walsh was in the movie. But <laughs> I, I loved Congo growing up like so so much, and I probably haven't seen it in at least a decade if I'm being honest. Um, really? I just I, yeah. I've gotten to a point where I'm very very much trying to watch something new as much as possible, whether it's something that's, I haven't seen that's old. Like I, you know, like, Oh, catch up on something like, Oh, I missed this. i want to watch it or something new that I've heard about or trying something. That's kind of just where I've kind of found myself in my life cycle right now. I think I'm basically prepping until my kids are able to really watch a lot of stuff with me. So then I can start going back and rewatching all the stuff that I really love and showing them and stuff like that. Um, uh, side note: I just saw the new 3D transfer of Jaws in the theater this past weekend with my niece and nephew. It's incredible. The real okay. D 3D is amazing, the Jaws transfer. If anyone wants to go catch it, well worth your time. I think it was, I was amazing. very curious about that. Actually. I thought it was awesome. I, yeah. It was like a brand new way of seeing Jaws. I loved it. Yeah. I, when hey, I, you guys want to, you guys want to
3: quickly hate my wife? She uh-oh. referred to it as a dumb shark movie. Oh
4: oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah that's why we have divorce courts it's just <laughs> yeah. king henry the eighth yeah. you know he knew he knew it was down now um,
3: i i posted about that whenever she said it and the comment section was just what are you doing with her what like how did you stay with her and like yeah it was mm-hmm. pretty
4: intense so that is, um, a,
2: that is a movie take okay go yeah. Charm.
4: Mm-hmm. anyways so i could not help but think to myself and i was like okay I am not familiar with like the King Solomon's mind story, original story or movies or anything like that, but I knew that it was kind of like sort of the basis for Congo. So I kind of looked up some stuff on that and I just kept, I, I really was caught to myself this time. I was like, why in God's name is this movie set in and called Congo? King Solomon's was in Israel. This movie's in South central Africa and there's mines and I was my head was on a top for a lot of I, t- I had my I couldn't help but like my history teacher hat kind of went on and I was like what is what is happening here why are why is what does none of this makes sense um why are lasers involved that are shooting satellites um uh, that's as for communication of, Troy yeah. or Charlie yeah it's clearly a communications <laughs> thing I you know there yeah. was just like there was things that they I weren't just
3: going to sell it to the government for weapons. No, it's no, definitely not going to happen at all. Even though it um, took out its own satellite spoiler at the end of the movie. Uh,
4: I, I kind of looked at the, I, I was surprised with how much I was just with how much I was surprised by this movie. I did not expect that the, the, the killer apes were not going to be there until an hour and 35 minutes in <laughs> I was like, holy shit, even Jurassic Park with the, the, the T-Rex scene, the big T-Rex scene in the paddock when the power goes out and everything like that is an hour, almost on the dot. Like they've, you, you see dinosaurs in Jurassic Park in like 20 minutes. Like you see the main event, like it's right there and all the other stuff. And this thing has nothing for an hour and a half. And even then the first glimpse of it in this, in this weird slow-mo scene where Richard's running away. And like the first two people that die from the killer apes that you see um, after Bruce Campbell and all them, they die by being scared to death. Um, (laughs) That's true. Yeah our buddy uh that is the during the ceremony that sees amy now i know he sees that gorilla and he's like that gorilla has seen some trauma so i am now scared (laughs) and now i'm gonna die no but he just wakes up and he's just like oh my god a gorilla i'm dead and then richard is running away vocalizing help me get out of the way help me i'm gonna fall and i'm dead now so we i was surprised at how disappointing This movie was on this rewatch as far as the action as far as the pacing um my favorite moments are still there i still have all my my, and i i was actually like okay i remember why i love this movie it's the characters i love eddie ventro for five seconds i love um what's uh uh oh gosh sesame cake what's his character's name
1: Oh, Even the Delroy Lindo.
4: Delroy um, Lindo's character Captain, is him. Captain Wanta. Yeah,
1: yeah what, uh, him for five
4: yeah. seconds, stealing the show. Uh, Monroe is awesome. Ernie Hudson is just dripping with like confidence and charisma. Yeah. Laura Linney basically set my like sexuality early on in my life by being this like strong and capable woman that's you know just running around and it's just like oh like i love this movie because there's and and, and, and i'm sorry tim curry and the tim, tim, tim curry just being tim curry so it's just like this movie is awesome because it has really really good character actors leaning into stuff having a lot of fun just playing with the material and then like everything else just kind of was everything was more visible the sets were so visible to me this time yeah. like i was like oh my god this looks bad like the only they're in, they're in a, studio. They're in a like- studio, like, Oh my God, they're in a studio. Like they have never been more in a studio than it, it was incredible. I mean, there are obviously the, the, some like on location shots and stuff that like look like they are fine and better. Well,
2: you mean lit like a, with a real sun, but like a real sun, <laughs> not like, you know?
4: Yeah. But man, those sets are rough and okay. like, it just needed more juice. Like I just felt like I was surprised at how lacking of energy it had. Like the hippo scene is awesome. It's quick, but it's awesome. Gives a little energy, does something. But I was just overall, I was just surprised at how disappointed I was with this viewing. This was really a kind of like, man, I love this movie. And like, I'm like, wow, this is more
1: drab than I remember it being. So I, I have a question. I mean, uh it, <clears throat> knowing, your profession and how much history kind of means to you. If you're watching a movie like this and you start to get those, um, historical inaccuracies like presented to you and you start to analyze it, does it make you analyze like the other flaws of the film? Is it just sort of like a snowball effect or question?
4: Um, I think it depends on the movie. I think for a movie that is trying to be a historical film, Mm -hmm. like a movie that's like trying to do that. Um, it can, it can really like, Oh God. Okay. What's going on? Oh, that's bad. No, that just shouldn't be there. Um, for this, there's a talking gorilla that's probably in a, a non-consensual relationship. Um, Definitely. and yep. I think that kind of wasn't as prevalent, um, it just was like something that I just picked up on. I definitely thought about things like that for sure. I definitely did think about things like, okay, so we're in Democratic Republic of Congo territory, but why are we in the Congo? Uh, we're not going to talk about anything, like especially because they do spend a little bit of time talking about the politics. They do spend a little bit of time talking about the rebels and talking about the president not getting killed and that mattering. And so it's like, okay, this is interesting, but like I, for, I, I forget this being any sort of salient point and it's not. Because killer gorillas, we're here for killer gorillas, but we don't get them for an hour and 35 minutes. And I think ultimately that was my biggest like, man, this movie needed to push itself up in a half an hour and like chop out some of the fat or something. Um honestly, I think really Amy and Dylan Walsh need to go entirely. Really? Like, I feel like this is a way more interesting movie if it's just Laura Lenny going to get her boyfriend or for the telecom company. And you have Monroe there and you have Hamoka there as like the, the one you're piggybacking off of, like instead of having the, like he's just going on his expedition to find the lost city of Zinj. And like, he's broke and he ends up using like, like I feel like this movie is way tighter. It's way more engaging. It's way more fun. And you still have all the crazy fun characters. You can let Delroy Lindo stretch his legs. You can let Eddie Ventro be more of like a character. He, maybe he comes with them. Like I just feel like the Walsh Amy thing, the Amy thing is just like it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, it's irrepressibly awful. Like the, the effects work sucks. The it's it's laughable. It's just laughable. Like I, I don't think it holds up at all. Not that any of us does for a lot of it, but I, th- I just wanted I wanted more of what I loves. And what I remembered loving, and I was surprised at how much I was like, "Damn, like some of this sucks." Wow, I that, I know this was a hard. I'm not going to lie. This is that's a very shock hard because I figured. figured this turn off his mic. Turn his mic off. Oh, do
1: you this was a very that? hard week for me. Is this the communist? Like, do I play that now?
4: <laughs> play, yeah. Play yeah, Play comrades. You know. All right. Comrades.
1: Brad, I, I,
4: Comrade I, I, Matt, join me. With-
1: yeah, he's we, my friend. we got we a couple of Ruskies on here, Brad. Um,
3: we will un- avoid watching Top Gun. Ah. <laughs> or, or Top Gun Maverick, a.k.a. Star Wars. That's why I watched in the first place is we were
1: thinking about going to see Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't think I need you. You mean Star Wars. Sorry. You mean Star Wars. Um, Ooh. Sorry, Brad, go ahead.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so I think what I got out of this viewing, because I've always enjoyed watching this movie because it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And there's a talking gorilla and uh, she has a relationship with a scientist and there's Tim uh, Curry. Yeah. There's Ernie Hudson. All the characters are like Charlie said, are what really lift this movie up. Cause it's pretty much trash. Um, the plot what they're doing but it's the characters it's it's what they're doing it's what they're saying Um, but what i got out of this viewing is the fact that i think i appreciate this movie now more than ever because they don't
1: make movies like this anymore okay they would
2: never this movie would never get made with these people
1: now like that even for like a streaming service or something it would get one
2: season on netflix and yeah or something like that but like everyone would be 25 and super hot. Yeah, that's right. um you're not having you know Ernie Hudson, Joey Pants', and then it. it's uh you know, Laura Linney for all that she is would be replaced by a younger woman. Um, so it's just it, it's one of those movies you go back and you watch, like, wow, in 95, they were just making whatever uh because <laughs> Jurassic Park made a billion dollars. Um, and this is what we got. And it it's not I, I Every part of me, like critically is like, God, this movie is atrocious, but I enjoy literally every second of it. Uh, You know, again, Amy, um, as soon as Tim Curry comes on screen, you're like, this guy is amazing. (laughs) Then you have Ernie Hudson, then the Delroy Lindo stuff. And you're like, I I just want to be with these people. Um, The one sidekick guy. uh, Why is he there? Richard is the whiniest person I would ever. Honestly, I would put two in the back of his head when he went to sleep and just leave him there. Be like, you know what? We're doing this guy. Um, But I think this movie is, and I hate to to say this, and and we all do it, but it's like you kind of leave your brain at the door when you watch Congo because if you start to look at anything critically or with a critical mind, you're going to start breaking down those walls pretty easily because it doesn't have a great foundation. Um, but there's just sometimes like the fun factor of a movie outweighs all the bad stuff. And we see it all the time. Like there's no reason why Miami connection is a, is a fun movie, but it is, Um, you know, Samurai cops, another one where you're like, this movie is terrible, but I I will watch it every day. Um, This kind of goes with those movies. It's, it's, it's just not a great movie, but it's fun. Um, And again, describing a movie as fun is kind of lame, but that's what it is. Like these characters make this movie. They're memorable. There's memorable scenes. There's memorable lines. Um, I mean, the very end of this movie, gorillas are getting murdered by a laser. Like that's where we go. We go from like murdering gorillas with a laser gun. And apparently I was reading, there's a deleted scene gorillas were going to use lasers. So yeah. what? that's where they were going. Yeah, one of the gorillas
3: picks up the laser. Yeah, one Hold of the gorillas on.
2: picks up the laser. Hold yeah. on. It's, it's, a, it's kind of Did an urban f- legend. Film yeah. it? I don't know, but it's, it's like one of those things where it's like in the original script, wow. one of the gorillas was going to pick up I hope it was Amy and Amy just started laying dudes out. Um starting
3: with Dylan Walsh. Yeah, she just like, <laughs> she's like this is no. for fingering me. Just,
2: <laughs> you just zoom in and it's <laughs> one tear. It drops down Amy's cheek. <laughs> and she just says
4: I like, I like the way
2: you die, boy. <laughs>
1: I remember. Yeah.
4: Just <laughs> pulls the trigger, slow-mo.
1: Brad, you're gonna to have to put some kind of disclaimer. On up
4: oh. comes, I did my key half half, of, half of this
1: discussion's been about gorilla diddling, so. Yeah.
3: Uh, but
2: yeah, man, That was like, like, it
3: sounds like an episode of mixtape.
1: Yeah. You,
2: <laughs> you, like, if if all four of us were in a room right now and we said, "Let's put on Congo," we would have the best times of our lives. Oh yeah, that's- and that's what this movie is. It, it, it's just one of those movies where you get people together, and you watch it. I've seen this a hundred times and I still appreciate it for what it is even more now, because
4: I don't get to see movies like this anymore. Um, I think you, Brad, if I may give you something here, I think you actually have literally just in the past like minute and a half talked me back into loving this again, (laughs) purely because you're right. Like I have been on the kick, like you said, of like, like watching movies to try and find good and interesting stuff. And this is just like you exactly said, this is like a, let's all get together, drink some beers and watch Tim Curry riff and Ernie Hudson shoot monkeys and Laura Linney take this as serious as death. Yeah. She like, she is all, in. she
2: has pushed every single chip that she has and has pushed all in on this movie. And she is going for it. And I think she only has like a pair of twos right now too. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like she, doesn't, she doesn't have a good hand, but she's going all in. Um, I, but- I'm curious. it's fantastic, so I, it's, fantastic. No, I, it's so dumb but it's fantastic I,
1: I kind of agree so i it's funny matt and i were talking because he had shared uh, a pic that he's like oh i upgraded it to blue and knowing me i'm like oh there's a blu-ray i don't God own it. it i'm gonna buy it now
3: well it's it's so bare bones though that's the thing there's like
1: no special features
3: it
2: the, there's the, like the, trailers. the menu graphics
1: it. were atrocious it
2: looked yeah. like windows 98 so, so yeah. i have it
1: on dvd and i'm like i I'm just going to watch the DVD because this is this is only my maybe second viewing of the film because I I watched it. when Like I, this week or what? No, no, no. Or like ever. ever. Yeah. Oh, so wait, what? Yeah. I, I'm I, so I just put the DVD in. And the first thing that um, I don't know, kind of hits me is, man, I, I kind of wish I was watching this on VHS or something, because for me, huh. it yeah. works with these washed out colors, lots of grain to kind of keep that pulpy feel to it. And I, I think that kind of hides some of the iffy 90s special effects as well. Iffy is <laughs> the most generous I yeah. have ever heard you in yes. my life. Um, but I mean, you know, you talked, Charlie, about, hey, you're looking for things that are interesting. I, I think there's an interesting concept here when you're talking about an adventure film where a corporations going to look for diamonds and they stumble across like killer guard gorillas. Right. Um, and, and That's cool. It, it yeah. is cool. I think I think the concept's cool. I just this film is just a bunch of sequences that are loosely tied together with that plot. And I, I got to be honest with you. The first thing I realize in this viewing is I don't like anybody in this film up until Ernie Hudson shows up like everybody is not very likable at all. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Ernie Hudson shows up and I'm like, ooh, somebody that I kind of care about. Yeah, Ernie Hudson with his big
2: dick energy comes on screen. You're like the big, no, the biggest dick. (laughs) And And I kind of feel like
1: the movie's hard to get through up until Ernie Hudson shows up. So he puts that thing
3: out on the table and you're like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. He's gone on record
4: saying that Congo is his favorite role that he's ever done.
1: And he's good. I I remember he's a hero. He's the,
4: he's the unequivocal. Again, I say, if you completely eliminate Amy and Dylan Walsh, from this film and you make Laura Linney the bad guy. Like you lean into the te- telecom thing yeah, and she's the villain of like, I'm going to go do this. And Hamoka's this like wide eyed philanthropist that, you know, he's eyes too bigger than his plate kind of thing. And he's, you know, that, like, that chops out like, I don't know, 40% of the crap that you have to deal with. And then, Ooh, you make him the, uh, the Carrie Elway's of like uh, Dr. Miller in Twister. And, like they're going yeah. out. Yeah. And so you and then guess what you get to you get to the lost city of zinge way earlier and you actually have them be in the city like you actually like they need to be in the city, like they're there for five minutes, basically, yeah. and they accidentally fall into the mines. Yeah, the, like the last they need twenty to, minutes. They're on sorry
1: that, they're on that sure. sound stage, you mean, Charlie. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've we've talked about the cake scene, going and- through the
3: sand and picking yeah. up quartz crystals. Yeah, the, yeah. The Which cakes- apparently those were some of those were real. The one that got thrown and they, off and they lost at the it. End. He lost it. That was a real like gem that was supposed to be like returned to a person. Wow. Yeah, why they why lost it in the jungle. That? Guess <laughs> they're dumb.
1: The same reason. Same reason. Kurt
3: Russell smashed a like, you know, multi-million dollar guitar, yeah. in the hateful eight. So same reason. No, I mean it's probably pure accident. The the
1: the last we talked about the cake scene, but you know, I got to I got to give this film for the last twenty minutes because it is kind of pretty good, exciting cinema, and it's very pulpy cinema because you get all of the apes trying to kind of come up on the camp. You got all these guns going off. And then next thing you know, there's like this big showdown. You've got gorillas being sliced in half with lasers. And Lauren, Laura Lenny gives probably the best one line I've heard in a long time, which is that put them on the endangered species list. And she, she just starts mowing them down. Yeah. Uh, which is Arnold,
2: Arnold-esque like delivery too.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's I for what she is, she's really good in this thing. But Ernie Laura Hudson saves it. is
4: absolute sex on a stick in this movie. Yeah. I'm just going to say it this woman is just walking around as much big dick energy as ernie hudson has laura lenny has equally matching big dick energy and they are like facing off and it's incredible because it, she's it is. just like yeah. you need me dr dylan walsh because your character is so forgettable no one fucking cares about you um you need me like i've got all the money you need me like she just walks around swinging it everywhere i've got everything i've got an air conditioner Oh, who wants an air conditioner? Like he <laughs> hasn't like, yes, yeah, shit. I'll take it. It's just, again, <laughs> it's, it's those little get... exchanges that oh.
1: are so good. And, and you guys have said it already. I mean, a guy in a gorilla suit, no matter how good the face looks is still a guy in a gorilla suit. Amy is, <laughs> I, the, the comedy in here is not the comedic moments they're going for, which Amy smoking a cigar, Amy burping after the martini, The comedic moments are all of the unintentional stuff, in my opinion. That's where you get the biggest laughs.
2: But they were go like, they were going for it. They were going. They were going
1: for it, and it's it's just like none of this
2: is ironic or anything like that. But the cake
1: scene is the funniest thing out of the entire film. And I don't, I I don't. No, they were trying to be dead serious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's oh my god! It's so awesome. It is.
3: I going back to what I said about prequels earlier. I kind of want a Herkimer Homolka prequel really just like why everybody was that pissed off at him like everyone he came across knew him and hated
4: him for a specific reason Matt I had the exact thought I was like Okay, again, this comes back to my Dylan Walsh hatred. Um, I'm like, I, I literally spent half of my time watching this film trying to rewrite it without Dylan Walsh. I'm, I'm sorry, it's what I did. I, I was like, you know what? This would have opened good with. This really would have been a really interesting thing if the movie opens with this the scene where Ernie Harrison Dylan was Walsh dies. About, what? <laughs> no, sorry, where, where where he talks about how remember Ernie Hudson saying like I pulled Herkima from the, from yeah. the jungle yeah. like five years ago, whatever that should be the opening sequence. That way you're introduced to the characters. And like, you can see a few other deaths in the same time yeah. in the same sequence or whatever, but you have like a, Oh, look at this. Like, this is crazy. Like, Oh, some wilds happen. You're briefly introduced to her, to Herkma. You're introduced to Monroe. You know, probably you could do it in a certain way. That would be very, very subtle. But I just was so like, that needs to be it. Like these, I like the
1: opening to say, I love the Bruce Campbell, Joe Don Baker, how it opens with this whole mysterious, this whole camp is just desolated from, they don't know what, which kicks off the plot. That's a great opening when it transitions to Amy painting and all this other stuff. You're like, what the hell happened? Because it starts with this like thrilling little mystery that's going to kick off an adventure film. And then you get into art class with a gorilla, which is a guy in a suit. Uh, and it really doesn't recover up until Ernie Hudson shows up. It's almost so- like Amy shouldn't be there. Yeah.
2: Also, also, when Amy jumps into his arms when he walks in that door, I think that gorilla probably weighs like 300 pounds. You're not just lifting that gorilla up like it's nothing.
1: Yeah. Unless it's Wark Davis in a gorilla, you yeah,
2: can't catch
3: me. <laughs> yeah, Brad, you can't. It's can't actually catch a very no. short woman.
1: Oh, really? Cell. Yeah. Uh yeah. I, I don't know. I, I agree with I agree with your comment, okay, so Charlie. Take all of Amy out. I this would have been a really fun action adventure pulpy film.
2: We all love Hercuma, but he almost says the N word in this movie. So yeah. let's let's look yeah, back yeah, the train up a little, little, up little bit filthy Ross, <laughs>
1: yeah. but that's a good point too though is I, I don't want to see her i think tim curry is good with this type of character when is it, when it's just an over the top side character yeah i don't i don't think tim curry can carry a film i've never thought you know, tim curry could carry a film on his own
4: you know who i wanted more of kahega i want actual more about because like he gets he i am more sad and interested and like invested in kahega who dies heroically then anyone like, like I'm like, Oh man, Hey, got it. That that guy was really like, he was invested. He was giving it all, giving his all that dude was killing apes left and right. And he just gets eaten. He's a good right hand man. He is. He's a great yeah. right hand man. No, you're uh, right.
1: I, if, if they had punched up the side characters, like I, <clears throat> Tim Curry is great in Rocky Horror Picture Show. I, I think he can be over the top in selected scenes, etc. Um, Joey pants is great. You've got all these great character actors, take Dylan and the ape out, punch up all of the scenes with these great character actors. And I, I think you would have had like a, a I mean, this movie did great from a summer perspective and money, but I think it would have done a lot better and, and would have been sort of like a, a bit of an action adventure classic. If, if you had, I agree with you, Charlie got rid of the ape stuff and then punched up all these scenes with the these great character performances.
4: So here's what I'll say. The Jurassic park one-to-one. Okay. The Raptor scene, the opening scene in Jurassic Park, shoot, her! like, you know, mm-hmm. the opening sequence is three and a half minutes long. It is an absolute blitz. It's a tension filled extravaganza. It sets the tone for the entire movie. It gets you right in the ball game. And then it immediately puts you on course for why you're, you're there. You go from directly from that to the scene of the lawyer going to the dig. You find out, okay, the lawyer is. It needs to be involved they need to do some sort of investigation they need to get alan grant on board they need to get other experts on board to investigate the island to make sure everything's okay because they just had someone die you learn all of that all this is like compressed like three to five minutes of the opening of jurassic park it's incredible yeah, and it just it's underrated goes. it just goes and this opening for congo is like like seven or eight minutes of And you really don't know what's happening. Like, like they you get the call with, uh, Bruce Campbell going back. And like, they talk about like, you know, oh, it's a chip and Jordan Baker shows up with a golf club, but, um, it's kind of still confusing as to what they're doing besides like, okay, they're trying to get a diamond special diamond or thing. It's just like overly confusing as to what the goal is. And then eventually he gets killed off screen. And that's literally almost like 10 minutes of screen time. That's like your first 10 minutes. Of your movie. And then you go to fucking Amyville. And so we've established your whole setup is like, okay, this, this is the thing. It's a telecom communication. That's like our main thing. And there's killer gorillas. That's what we're here for. Nope. We're going to paint some eye. That's I'm sorry, Amy, your art sucks. It's the wrong color. It's the wrong color. The eye was Brown the eye was gold and yeah, brown. Was like, the gold is brown there's no green anywhere on the eye in the zinge we all saw it you see your art sucks you're a terrible artist no one wants to bring you to their gallery but my point is here the the pacing and the structure is so wrong and they don't realize that they are wrong but the thing is they do get so much of it right just like we talked about at the beginning they've got they've got a solid director solid producing production team uh Uh, cinematographer is good. Every, everyone's lined up really well. And even the cast I think is right. Like if you look at Jurassic park, they did not hire stars. They did not go get a listers. Uh, They got Sam Neill. They got Laura Dern. They got Jeff Goldblum. Those people were not putting butts in seats in 1993.
1: No, that's a good point. I I think, I think this film has that in common where Mm -hmm. your description of, you know, TV actors and everything else, but they, they kind of got the cream of the crop of the actors of that time who they're not superstars. They're, they're not going to give you like uh, $20 million paychecks for, you know, what they're bringing to the table. They're coming with a, probably a modest budget request, but they're, they're, you know, really bringing the talent. Uh, and, and it works because you believe these characters. I'll say this. There's a lot of soap opera dramatics, especially with the Joe Don Baker and Lauren Laney going um, back and forth in the beginning, but I believed it. They both sold it.
4: Yeah. And everyone, again, I'm sorry. I am sorry in advance. Everyone else except Dylan Walsh is here to party. <laughs> Everyone else is here to do their job, and Dylan still Baker. Dylan film. Walsh is here to call the cops. No, don't you dare say Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker would have <laughs> <Yeah>. actually tried. <laughs> Dylan Walsh is here, yeah, to call the cops. You're right. Everyone else is here to party. Dylan Dylan Walsh is here to call the cops because he's got work tomorrow morning. Yeah. He's got a molar. He's got a fill. I am so I fucking hate this. Pain. Is that a new? code word for banging the gorilla
1: oh my God. The <laughs> Lord. <laughs>
3: Lord.
4: well
1: I, I have a question for you guys is, is this a film so it it came out in 95 I think people. Amy,
4: no
3: no yeah. Amy. that's the one word he didn't teach her was no no no,
0: yeah, no. <laughs>
1: So this movie comes out in '95. I think I think people of a certain age discover it.
3: <laughs> Sorry, Charlie.
1: <laughs> no, is do you think this thing is going to find an audience or has found an audience for anybody that's younger?
3: Oh no, absolutely not.
2: I is, think this is a time and place.
1: So yeah. it's it's not going to get uh, picked up by Arrow or kind of celebrated by anybody else.
3: Uh, I don't uh, see it.
4: I mean, I, I want a Criterion edition, but that's just me. So I don't think this is With bonus any- features. As someone who teaches the youth of America, there's no way this is going to catch on past <laughs> the people that have grew up with it. I don't see any, it's too bad in the wrong places and good in the wrong places. What, what do you mean like, by that? I think that the airplane sequence is fantastic. I think that it looks good. It's got good Good energy. I think that the, the the parachuting is really really interesting. It's 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 compelling. Like Laura Linney and Ernie Hudson hanging out of an airplane, shooting off flares is cool as hell. That was badass. I, badass. I don't know if that
3: actually would work. Yeah, like, would a flare take down a heat seeking missile?
4: But I would try it if I yeah. was in that position. At this point now, yeah. that's the first thing I'm doing. Yeah, like it is. It is an awesome scene, and then and you, you- got to like if you're in that position,
3: you have to go. Saw this in Congo and just yep. fucking walk over and do it. <laughs> you, you, you just shoot it instead of saying Kobe. You have you to call Congo. it out. And
2: how dumb are you when someone hands you a parachute? You're like, what's this, what's this for? Figure so like, it out. Uh, yeah. Hey, motherfucker, we gotta yeah. jump. Okay,
1: you can and, stay here if you want, but we're jumping. It's, it's funny you said that because I talked with somebody who's kind of playing along. And, uh, they said What's this for, they could not get, they turned it off. They couldn't get through like the first 20 minutes. And, and my response to that was had Ernie Hudson showed up. And I, I don't think they had by the time they're like, this is dumb. I don't want to watch it. I'm wondering if to your point, Charlie, give it a minute. <laughs> like the audiences today, uh, they're not going to be able to get through the first portion of this, but it's one of those like, Hey, stick with it. You once- have
4: to sit through a full presentation of Dylan Walsh selling you on <laughs> an expedition to Africa. It's like nails <laughs> on a chalkboard into your soul.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's like I said. I even on this watch, it's a tough watch to get to. But when Ernie Hudson shows up, all of a sudden, you know, the fun kicks in.
4: I mean, he's really the goldblum in my opinion of this. Yeah, like he comes in, he's stomping around. Yep. He is. I'm ready to have fun, and I am going to own this movie. And and he does it and like again the 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 screen the screenplay betrays them all because it does not write the girls in soon enough and it does not give enough time in the city of zinge that should be the that should be the highlight that should be the quote-unquote park that Mm -hmm. should be the park where they're like finding diamonds everywhere or like there's a volcano thing like okay Maybe they actually front run into lava or take your pick. Yeah. I mean, there's another killer scorpions or snakes or something like that. Like it should be quick something sand. quick you say, yeah, hippos. No. You can
1: you got killer hippos.
4: You got yeah. killer hippos, but like that's the thing they should have leaned into. If the apes didn't feel like enough to be the main attraction, which is my reading of this film, then okay, then you need to make it a video game style where like there's multiple things they've got to overcome. And it could be quicksand. It could be like you know um, landslide, even or something like uh, what other stuff that picks them off one by one as they go through. But we're too busy trying to learn ape sign language and you know, understand <laughs> when she's going to have her Oprah moment and you know do a tell-all book <laughs> on Doctor Dylan Walsh. So it, it just drags the movie into the mud. It's just yeah. called a
3: Me
1: Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, that was good. Uh, is, it Mac, a
4: is, bu- is it a
1: picture book
2: is it a picture book? Because it's
4: just hard to It's just it's her much. paintings. It's her yeah. paintings. Showing a diagram on a gorilla of where yep. he got touched. And that is just throwing a hundred <laughs> miles an hour for the past twenty minutes. Just oh.
1: Uh yeah, I don't know. I, I it this one, unfortunately, there's not a much there's not a lot of depth to talk about. I do I do find it it's odd that the the film ends on them getting into a hot air balloon after the uh, this whole debacle oh, about the balloon, the Chekhov's
4: balloon. Yeah, you it's hear like, about like don't, four times.
1: don't get in an airplane because yeah. you're going to get shot down and killed. But as yeah, soon as but, you get in a hot air balloon, like oh, we're not going to shoot those people. Um,
3: now correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm probably wrong. When they bring up the balloon on the checklist of things, they don't have it. They don't have it. They, they
2: got it. It's, the on the so, it's, it's on the there. second
3: airplane. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's on the that, second that airplane. Confused me. I was like. I just like when when I watched it again today I was like wait a minute I distinctly remember them ending the movie on a hot air balloon but they just said they don't have a hot air balloon
2: yeah it says the other plane that got shot down yeah 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 gotcha.
1: now it's confusing it yeah. is confusing uh yeah. well, what else that, what?
3: that's the part I'm
4: hung up on by the way
1: everything else is good
4: can I make one statement that might be controversial. Oh boy.
1: I, like I mean i haven't we've already made, made one already. A, that's, <laughs> fair, that's fair.
4: Amy <laughs> too is not getting topped. I'm sorry. <laughs> well I, no I'm not but I won't make that joke. Um Dylan Walsh was I think yeah. <laughs> I think that the that the Stan Winston evil apes kinda suck. Like they are I uh, Upon a rewatch today, I was disappointed in their size, in the simplicity. Like, I know they're just like a
2: gray ape. They just like just apes, are. You know?
3: They just look like apes. They they're got they like, got scars down their face. And who like, that means they're bad.
4: I know. There's not there's not enough to they have them. a mustache that they twirl at some it's, point. Pretty much, they yeah. might as well. Like honestly, that'd be better. Honestly, if you were twirling mustache, <laughs> smoking a long cigarette, like yeah. that'd be much better. I top hat and monocle. Um, but there's just such little interesting quality to them. And especially when they all come out and they're all the same and it's just, like, they start okay. swan
2: diving into the lava. Oh, they are yeah.
4: ready to die. They they are also so like how they, they, are And, and I know like scientifically, this is
3: probably what happened, but they start bursting into flames when they're not really that close to the lava. But I mean, that, that probably would happen. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really want to argue the science of Congo, um, Although, you know, when she does shoot the tree down with the laser, you know, I know she's trying to, she's trying to make a bridge, but she still almost kills the fucking gorilla in
4: the process. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but these apes just aren't that like, have y'all, y'all been to zoos? Everyone's been to yeah. the zoo. The yeah. apes are freaking huge and terrifying. Yeah. And like, if they get even remotely close to you, they're just ripping every limb off and just like having yeah. a field day. like everyone's seen the picture of that lady that's been like her face was eaten by a chimpanzee yeah. like monkeys yeah. apes we've whatever seen nope. you want to call them we've seen nope like yeah. they are huge muscular terrifying monsters if they want to be and i just feel like they are this movie does not do it justice as far as making them out to be the sizable monster that yeah. they should be the actual threat that they can and really are but it's yeah like,
1: it's still well, gorillas
3: I, are fucking terrifying it's still, to, the first like, one gets shot by a it.
4: handgun and
3: killed immediately yeah. the
4: first time you actually it's it's see like, no one. you just piss it off it's exactly it's a
1: guy but. in a suit i mean what what are you yeah, gonna do yeah. i mean
4: get a bigger guy i don't know like yeah. like that's my number one like i got like the first thing is like this those, those dudes are like five foot four running around in those monkey suits like there's no way they couldn't be and like i don't you know, know
3: you know who would have been in who would have been a decent, like size-wise, uh, person to be in a gorilla suit for Charlie? this movie? No, um, <laughs> that's fair. Charlie, Michael Crichton. Yeah, 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 Michael Crichton would be. Yeah, six no, foot um, nine. Michael Crichton. My what's guy. his name? Uh, Kevin Grieve. I cannot pronounce that guy's name. But oh, he the dude one that we, the guards. Yeah, yeah he with the guards. he, yeah, the, yeah, he was uh, one of the guys um,
4: from uh, Underworld. Underworld. Yeah. Underworld.
3: yeah, he would have been like he's just a big, intimidating. I've actually met that guy as well. He's a he's massive cool. guy.
4: Like he would have been like oh shit this is a gorilla that's gonna rip my fucking head off or they're gorillas that can walk upright or something like yeah. make it different they don't have to be yeah. one-to-one in the book
1: it was a little bit more science fictiony where the gorillas were sort of a hodgepodge of human monkey gorilla thing like they, they should mutated. be mutated
4: I, I i don't remember i don't i don't know but i feel like they, that's what's that's, missing. that's just like the wikipedia versions i remember oh, seeing no. it
1: because dylan otherwise it's actually breeding
3: with the gorillas <laughs>
4: yeah. this is this is the craster's keep of of dylan walsh's gorillas farm he's just been <laughs> dropping off his babies over here for the past decade
3: the, the island of dr moreau yes
1: yeah i don't I, I don't know if the gorillas were islands. i like the sequence where they're testing the boundaries getting kind of all shot up but you don't get to see them like in a clear view and when they do start coming out of the caves, I guess I don't have, um, I, I don't know if they were intimidating or not, because there's not a lot of time there. As soon as they come out of the caves, they start getting lasered and shot up and everything.
4: They and have to blur the first time you see one. yeah, Like vi- yeah. Vi- like very, yeah. very clear, like slow motion blur. So Awkward I mean, slow they, mode, yeah. they know that this sucks. Like they're like, oh God.
1: It there's a work. lot of quick editing in that last action. Now it works. I'll say this from a, like relationship and positional um perspective of the action going down i was never confused what was going on um but it was a lot of those quick edits um with you know some flashes here and there but it, well, and, it still works
4: and for me also this should be like they should be swinging in on freaking vines like some like somebody should be like this is an open area when you come yeah, when you walk into variation the, the mines. Too. Like you see, it's open. Like it's clear. They can get out if they like over to the 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 sky is clear. There should be variation to these things. Like this should be like they looking at this. Like okay, we got five minutes of monkey murder. We need to go full Jason Voorhees here. How can we kill these people as many things as possible? They need to be rocks being thrown. We got to have monkeys swinging in on vines, ripping people's heads off. Something like. But there's just it's like okay, we're gonna. Smash a few heads, and then we're gonna eat kehega and call
1: it a day. It, it yeah, is that's it. PG thirteen, right? Is that right? Yeah, I
2: think this it would have. Is... I think it would have benefited from being R too. But they weren't gonna do that because yeah, Jurassic Park wasn't.
1: Right.
3: Yeah, and they probably would have had like one scene where they actually but... explained Dylan Walsh and Amy's
1: relationship. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
3: laughs> the well, NC seventeen version of Congo. Yeah.
1: Yeah, then it would have beat Showgirls that year. Yeah.
3: Damn. <laughs> just a gorilla I, on a stripper pole.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I came in like a wrecking ball. Um, <laughs> no, but like, this is where I feel like the movie kind of like, again, sort of suffered for me in a rewatch. I was like, Oh, I remember this being so fun. There's laser and gorillas and it's like, Oh, the gorillas super suck. Like, I think it's it still is, fun. I mean, it, yeah, for, yeah, I like it. It's still fun. It is, it is still yeah. fun. Yeah. Like uh, Laura, watching Laura Lenny pick up any sort of weaponry and kill things. I'm going to watch it. Um But there was like a, I, it was just like, these should be more of a threat. I don't feel like these are a threat, even though they've killed a few people. There's just a lot of them. It's almost like, you know, those bad zombie kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's just a bunch of them around. Like, okay. I mean, we're, we're fine. And then Amy shows up. Oh my God. in heaven. Amy shows yeah. up. I, I can't. Yeah. Amy ugly. Gorillas ugly. Amy. Go away. Yeah,
3: Amy, mother.
1: Well, you yeah, guys have anything on. else on this one?
3: Oh, I'm sure we could probably so, just go over one scene. Can we go over the for, scene? Like, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. I mean, yeah, the greatest,
2: you, the greatest scene in cinema history. The the history. Best, yes.
3: like, you're bribing an official to let you into their country, safe passage, and his first instinct is to put it in a paper bag, the least secure thing of all time, and then staple it shut because he doesn't want anybody peeking. <laughs> get a stapler? What the (laughs) fuck is happening in this scene? It is so fucking stupid and great at the same time. Well, he
2: invites them to have cake and coffee. And then when someone starts eating the cake, he gets pissed off. No
3: No one's eating it. Oh, but you stop eating that sesame cake.
1: Like... (laughs) It is uh, I think it's a testament to how good
3: <laughs> blows my mind. Delroy, Lincoln liar, is. liar, pants on, on fire. fire. Yeah. He's hitting him with the fucking writing crap yeah. the Jesus. pants are on fire.
1: Yeah, he uh, really he owns movie. the film simply because of that scene.
3: He owns oh, the whole film. Yeah. What do I? What do I know him from? By the way,
4: Delroy. What other things have he been in?
1: Oh gosh, uh, um,
4: Delroy's been. In, uh, he was most recently in *The Five Bloods*.
2: Yeah, Malcolm um, X. was Ma- he in Malcolm X? I yeah. think so.
4: Uh, he Get was in Shorty? incredible. The core. Um, oh yes, where he survived nine thousand degree temperatures. Hell yeah, that's yeah. Right. I
1: just, I just remember him from Get Shorty. I mean, he would have
4: was...
2: been
3: fine in the lava part at the end of the movie. That
2: broken he arrow, been fine. What do you mean, broken arrow? Too okay. He really,
1: broken oh, so. arrow. Yeah. yeah, it's been a
4: minute since I've seen that. No, he's um, uh,
1: he's he's got a pretty. I oh, has been know. a ton of stuff. Yeah, Sahara yeah. Domino. Um, oh so, man, those are bad. <laughs> he's the one with Jet Li. There you go. Gone Dude, in what? sixty seconds. Romeo, well, he's done a couple. Yes, of he
4: was in Gone in sixty seconds. That yeah, Ransom,
1: the uh, Devil's Advocate, Broken Arrow, Get Shorty, Clockers. Yeah, he's got. He's got. Uh,
3: yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff, and I have. was many it in many of those. the nineties. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. True. He's just one of those though. When I mean, he's electrifying when he gets on screen. But I, I'd say the same way when Ernie Hudson. I, I think the thing that him, Joey Pants, all of them do, they know what kind of movie they're in. And so they deliver that performance. Dylan Uh Walsh didn't. No, Laura Linney did. I mean, we did. that's when the movie works, you've got an actor who knows exactly what the screenplay is. They turn it up to an 11. They give it to you, and it's memorable.
4: So Matt and Troy, I know you, or or, sorry, Matt and Brad, I know you guys have seen Ozark. Troy, have you seen Ozark? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Now, if Laura Linney is in this as the villain with Ooh. the same energy, oh, this yeah. oh. this is iconic stuff, God damn. damn. Like, yeah, if you write this as her as the telecom villain, like working for Joe Don Baker and everything like that, you set her up right like, out the gate. Like, weird. Like, seriously. Like, okay, especially because okay, history teacher coming out. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. This is the origin story of where we get Karen from. <laughs> so. <laughs> King Leopold of Belgium oh, famously Oh god, here we go. <laughs> oh lord. Shit. King Leopold right. of, fam- of Belgium famously uh, Yeah, famously. We all know the story. But famously, yeah, you should. You yeah. should. King Leopold of Be- Belgium famously uh basically took over the region of the Congo in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And in doing this killed around 10 million to 20 million people ballpark. Um, he starved them, murdered them, uh, was brutal, uh, cut off people's hands because they wouldn't, they didn't produce enough rubber. Uh, it was all for rubber. Um, So it was part of the scramble for Africa, the rape of Africa, and basically extracting natural goods, extracting natural materials and bringing them to Belgium and increasing the wealth of that country. Um, It's a horrible, horrible thing. It's well worth your time if you want to look into it any further. So this is King Leopold, and this is like ends around 1905, 1910 ballpark. Um, So this is well before, obviously, any of this happens, but the Congo goes through a lot of different governments. They, st- they get set up as the Republic of Congo in like the sixties ish. And uh, the U S and Belgium kind of help destabilize the Congo in the sixties. And in doing so basically set the table for where we are, where the Congo is in this movie for 30 years of kind of intermixing civil wars and constantly infighting. So in doing this, what they had available to them, with the basis of this story was a really really cool social commentary on going into another country um uh, an imperialist motive (laughs) where you are not welcome where you are doing something to take from the land and the land fights back they had an opportunity to make a really cool movie about the congo itself about America and imperialism and the fact that you have like the basis there it's there with the telecom company going to Africa going to find diamonds and all this and you can call it the city of Zinj whatever you want to say but the pieces are there to make an amazing and really fun and cool movie to the point where I think if you remade this with the right people involved I I think it would be awesome Uh, and but and they also have the right cast like everything is so close but they get so stuck on the The book adaptation with amy and with the the doctor and with that as the main protagonist as the kind of like the quote-unquote heart of the film that they miss the forest for the trees in my opinion and they lose what could have been something really 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 cool and also really pulpy and fun at the same time like so many different things were happening that could have been fun and you see it when some of the best sequences are the political stuff the uh, who's Kafka? Tell me. Like, I mean, there, there's there's so many little things that are fun and engaging about that that work really, really well. Once you get Ernie Hudson involved and you have uh, Eddie Ventro and you're talking about you know, presidents' cars being blown up, and I just wanted to get that off my chest. They had an opportunity to make a really cool kind of social commentary if they wanted to get into that at all. But even then, you don't even have to make a social commentary. You can just use the the already their pent-ups like material like it's there like delve into
3: a little bit of the history of it and just kind of expand on that the littlest bit like literally
2: the littlest bit i I counterpoint to that
1: well i was just gonna say Charlie, I swear to God, if, if somebody learns something from listening to that sec, I'm going to be so pissed. You're not supposed to learn on a movie podcast. So. Yeah, I mean, off? we've
3: spent most of the time talking about the gorilla. Getting yeah, um, is, now you're, you're bringing up you actual you like totally, history. I'm, we, I'm honest, sorry. I didn't know that. So I learned something here
2: yeah, tonight. I also, also learned while I watched this movie yeah. that I have no idea about geography of Africa because you're saying <laughs> all this stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Where <laughs> well, end either does Dylan Walsh. Or I thought the there? Congo no, is like. In Dylan Walsh doesn't know what is
4: going on. anywhere at any point in time, no matter what his role is as a primatologist, that man doesn't know what primate means.
3: Yes, that's that's a whole other thing. Like, you should know exactly where they're from and like, oh, hey, there's going to be gorillas over here. And like, how how did he not expect them where where they found them at the end of the movie? This
4: cannot be a writing problem. It has to, like, there's no way that an actor needs to look at the script and go, you know, my character, like any decent actor worth their salt would say, you know, this character would probably know this
1: yeah like right yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. i mean at the end of the day it's, it's a michael crichton pulpy book that was sold just on a, a concept that he threw together right in an isolation it, tank so yeah
2: and they made it yeah. because if, uh, ultimately they made it because jurassic park made a
4: billion dollars.
1: yes i mean and continues to yeah and
4: if they may if they literally i'm I'm, I'm not even like trying to be glib here if they could have followed just the structure, not even like the like everything else, but just the structure on the the pacing alone. I think the movie this movie would have been an absolute monstrosity of a hit. Like, it's still a hit. Like, it's no question I mean, of a hit. True, financially. but
1: Frank Marshall isn't Spielberg. That's, that's yes. fair. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the elements are there. I mean, this is the B side of Jurassic Park, right? For the most it's like part. The, it's like the F side. Or the B, F side. Right? Yeah. Q, I mean, Q
4: side. I don't, I don't think
1: Frank Marshall, even, even his filmography, he's a good director. I think he's, you know, but I, I would even say he's no Joe Johnston either. So. Oh, no. I mean, that, that, would
4: actually be. Ooh. I would actually really like to see a 1995 like Joe Johnston I would tackle, love for like, him to do that cuz I, I think, think he would have done this really well. I think so too. I do think that he would have struggled with some of the parts like that were fun like the political stuff like letting some of the characters riff. Like I do think that it feels like Marshall lets ernie hudson kind of just like be ernie hudson more than i don't know i don't
1: know i i, I again would look at the rocketeer and say he left a lot of those That's, characters breathe and if if he yeah. brought the same magic to, rocketeer to this one I, I think this would be another one that we would be going wow it's and you know who'd play one?
4: all the freaking gorillas lothar <laughs> yeah
1: lothar <laughs> they'd be yeah. horrifying
4: <laughs> every <laughs> single gorilla would be seven foot three and you'd shit your pants every time they came around the corner it'd be amazing i agree
1: i agree all right uh I think it's time for the question I'm gonna start with you Matt we uh, this thing made a lot of money I think uh critics don't like it but in your opinion is it a bomb
3: my personal opinion to me it is not a bomb and that is just purely based on the sentimentality that I have with it um financially probably it's probably a fucking bomb but (laughs) I I enjoy a lot of bombs I will say that
1: okay Charlie, I don't know where you're going to land on this because I feel like you've gone back yeah, he's, and forth. He's you're like, I hate this movie. I love this movie. Brad, you talked me back into it. No, I hate this film. And
4: I'm not going to lie. Up old and, I uh, don't know right now. <laughs> you want me to skip you for a we'll, minute come, and I, go to I, Brad? Skip me and come back to me because okay. I'm still on the like,
1: He's So Charlie's still dealing with the Dylan Walsh syndrome here. So, Brad, <laughs> I'm going to go to yeah, you. Yeah, had to
4: bring a scene. Now he, now, you
1: <laughs> now he hates me. it again. Uh, this is your pick, Brad. 1995's Congo. Is it a bomb?
2: Yeah, it's not a bomb for me. I strangely appreciate it more now than I did in, in 1995, because like I said earlier, we don't get movies like this anymore. So give me more of this. Okay.
1: Charlie, have you come to a decision?
4: All right. So pros and cons. Okay. You know, pros, the, the actors, the actors involved that are Ernie Hudson, that are Laura Linney, that are Tim Curry. Uh, you've got some really great sequences. you have got the, the airplane, uh, uh, the the sequence of uh, what do you call it skydiving uh, you've got the hippos um the uh, the end fight sequence despite my misgivings about it and the frustrations with some of it it's still fun laura Linney pulls a diamond out of the corpse of bruce campbell's hand uh that's fantastic there's some really good stuff joe don baker screaming relentlessly um there is excellent fun awesome stuff in this the cons, every single part of Dylan Walsh <laughs> existing as a human being on this planet that we have to share air with Amy, the gorilla being something that we have made fun of for the past hour about a potential, um, Race, non-consensual say, relationship yeah. with Dylan Walsh and indoctrination
1: someone, and yes.
4: indoctrination. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stockholm syndrome with a gorilla. sets that look like they were made for power Rangers. Um,
1: they might have it, been yeah.
4: They might have been, they legitimately might have been. And then, like I said, some of the th- the gorillas are like, are kind of fairly non-threatening, which is the whole point of the damn movie to begin with. Um, I mean, the poster is a big gorilla for God's sakes. Um, so it's tough. Like I'm not even going to lie. Like this is literally like on the edge of a knife here, as far as what I personally would say. Um, so I will hedge and say, um, as long as you are with at least one other person popping a cold one, this is not a bomb.
1: Oh, okay. This is, a,
4: this is something that is enjoyable as a ridiculousness experience. I mean, for God's sakes, we've just talked about Amy, me too. And for the past <laughs> half hour have talked hashtag about how
1: Amy, me too, <laughs> like
4: hashtag Amy too like, uh, that in itself redeemed it to me because now i'm going to rewatch it again now i'm probably going to watch it tomorrow and just take down we need notes. to have a couple of fan edits of this movie one I, where dylan walsh is cut
3: completely out and then all that footage is like a full-on like lifetime yeah. movie
4: i'm
1: telling you like, it is, is where it's filming it through her perspective
4: amy and uh, I need a Ronan Peter Farrow a, byline right. like I need yeah. a Ronan Farrow byline of yeah. Amy to the story of a gorilla in peril like something like where <laughs> you just have starring and Tiffany what
2: <laughs> a, a doctor crosses the line
4: <laughs> Corbin when a, when your it. primatologist becomes your proctologist <laughs> oh <laughs> my god
1: <laughs> Yeah. With, oh, oh god geez. that's so good uh yeah something
2: something with a banana i don't know i'm trying to workshop <laughs> it
1: well i'll let's just i'll make it unanimous it's it's not a bomb i mean we just talked about ghost of mars and uh i think no it's
4: not comparable no
3: yeah i just i just got a banana joke that popped into my head yes <laughs> oh. they
1: gave her the banana with the dope inside <laughs> <laughs> um I, I do think it's comparable. Like Ghost of Mars set out to do one specific thing. It does it. Um I think this is designed as an adventure film with bits okay, of that's... humor there. I mean, Ghost of Mars knows what it is, and you can sit there and say you 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 bought into it or you didn't. Um I think this one it's interesting when we talk about these films that have financial success, but then the critics don't like it. Uh I actually would kind of agree with how this played out to where you get a bunch of people together, watch it. It's a lot of fun. But if you review this thing critically, same thing with Ghost of Mars, you review it critically, it, it doesn't hold up. It, it's kind of junk. But it's that junk food that's kind of fun to consume every once in a while. So um, the focus is just getting A to B and all the fun stuff that's supposed to happen. And and it does happen as soon as Ernie Hudson shows up. But um, yeah, it's it's not a bomb. It's just it's not a it's, good movie either
4: <laughs> it's like brad said earlier it's ev- like uh ernie hudson laura Linney, uh tim curry they're all coming to party and dylan walsh is calling the cops yeah and it's the i i can't separate it any further i don't here's my question do you you all think if there is a way maybe not maybe not bruce campbell but like is is there a way that that character can be replaced with a different actor that brings this movie further along i just feel like it's the, it's Dude, the they're story. asking
2: this guy to have a relationship with the gorilla like, <laughs> i think it's a losing it's, it's a, a losing, losing battle
1: yeah yeah how do you make that charismatic yeah <laughs> i That's, don't think okay you can. Well, i'm
2: gonna tic-
3: i'm tickling you now he tells the gorilla no <laughs> like
4: you're crossing the line i'm going to go back and record if the gorilla ever says no right now yeah
2: you have a drinking problem you need to stop okay amy
4: hey
1: enough with the green drink
2: actually amy this this is actually an intervention drinking problem
1: you go
4: away
3: (laughs) i (laughs) I have no problem no you're drunk
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh matt tell us what's going on over at the mixtape podcast i did you guys just do like a if if i remember it's in my feed 80s rap is that right
3: yes we did we uh we did our top i believe five from each of us of uh our top five 80s hip-hop artists uh specifically songs like what we would put on a mixtape to go hey you want to hear 80s hip-hop here's what you got and, uh, you know, so you got your run DMCs, your BC boys, Grandmaster Flash, the Furious Five. Um, and then we follow that up um, with 90s metal. We did that one oh, as wow. well, um, which every time we do an episode, it, it spawns off like five more other episodes of like, oh, we got to do this one. We got to do this next. So there's going to be some pretty fun episodes coming down the line, as far as that
1: goes. What I love about the podcast, it it is just, uh, it it truly is like a, a mixtape. You you get mm-hmm. these episodes that tackle music, you do some film reviews, and you get a ton of interviews. I'm surprised yeah. how many interviews you have coming through, and and they're all we're we're
3: surprised so too, man. I'm not gonna lie, like some of the people we've had on the show have been like, when 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 Jay tells me who we have coming up on the show, I'm just like. What? Okay. So we've we've currently had at this point two Grammy nom- nominated musicians. Yes. Um we I think have a third one coming on. I'm gonna have to, look to see. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh we've had a Bram Stoker Award winning author in Jonathan Mayberry. Um great episode, great interview with that guy, by the way. Um Stuart Pankin, who's actually in Congo, was our second interview that we did.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, in the
3: he's left the listening that. Yeah, boring as shit like, slideshow. Moira, Moira. Like <laughs> going on about it's like, yes, we need this gorilla. And I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. But uh, yeah, he, he's been on. Um, but yeah, like some of the like I said, some of the interviews that we've gotten, like, I don't know how we've managed to do it other than just go, like, hey, you want to come on? And then surprisingly, people go, Yeah, sure, we'll do it. Um, we got a couple coming up. Uh, I I don't want to you know drop the drop the, the hint on this one but um, I I will say one that we do have coming up was heavily referenced in our 90s metal episode oh nice um, I think it might actually be announced on our website um, I'll go ahead and say it which uh, is we, go ahead what's your website what's your website ah uh, gotta
1: look at my card here
3: well uh-huh. it's uh, the dot
1: awesome yeah um, and you guys are on Twitter have, Instagram. Yeah, all Twitter it,
3: right? Instagram. Uh, we actually have, if you go to our website, we've got a link tree set up there and it'll take you to everything. Okay. You can, all the links to Spotify and iTunes or whatever they're calling it now. It's all up there. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, Shania Salt, the bass player from White Zombie coming on okay. to talk about her career. And uh, that one's a pretty interesting one We're we're all kind of fighting back and forth of who's going to be on the episode. And I think it might be a little loaded with people. On that one. Well, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a big deal. So, oh, that's awesome, yeah. man.
1: Yeah. Uh exactly. Charlie, we, we got a nice little history lesson. What what are you teaching this week?
4: <laughs> <laughs> What's on your lesson plan, Charlie? What's on your lesson plan, Charlie? <laughs> so uh tomorrow we're actually uh, journaling through the Civil War. My students will be Ooh. uh going, uh they have created their own Civil War union soldiers, uh, and they are having to choose various events that occur to them. Many of them will lose a limb tomorrow. Some will lose only an eye. It depends on their own choices. Some hard. Good um, job.
2: Good job going with the north there, buddy.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, you know, like, (laughs) all right, right. I'm just perspective. of Kentucky. Go for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you know, I'm just not gonna have that as an option. Um, no, but they're journaling. Uh, it's basically like we're going through the civil war in a notes way, but I like to add in something a little spicy, a little different, keep them engaged. So they have to make their own journal as they go along create yeah. their c- civil war soldier um uh and uh, my seventh graders so uh, we are starting our age of exploration so we're gonna be talking about colonization yeah yeah it's gonna be great yeah. tomorrow is gonna be all about you know what colonization is i might talk about the congo now um I might bring old King Leopold into it. That guy is an absolute monstrosity. For anyone that's that's interested, Leopold II from Belgium, absolute monstrosity, up there with the worst of the worst. At least ten million dead to his name. Used to cut. Have hands. Hands were cut off um, if they didn't have enough rubber. They would bring back enough hands as, as a replacement. I'm telling you, you could. The apes could have been cutting off hands. The <laughs> apes could have of cut off. That could. I'm so mad right now.
1: Well, See? Charlie, you, you I'm telling you, you getting into teaching is the best thing ever. Your passion for <laughs> it.
3: No, I'm serious. Say, your passion for it, it's you were it's had fantastic. A totally
1: different career when I when I met you last. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I you found your calling, man. I love mm-hmm. it. I love the passion for it. Brad, uh, what's next week? What are we talking about now? Oh, is that my pick, right? Oh,
2: yes. It's your pick. Do you want to announce? Because it's a doozy. It's oh. what is it? probably the dooziest of doozies. It is.
1: And it's going to wow. be kind of interesting because there's a lot of um, myths about this one, about dooziest it being a bomb and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. it's one of the, when you, when, again, you do a Google search and you go, what are some of the biggest bombs in film history? This one will typically come to the table from a conversation perspective.
4: Can you give us a hint? Well we're gonna tell we're not just gonna give, you, just hit. Gonna 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 give you. you hit we're gonna <laughs> tell well, you I wanna hit. I wanna guess. Oh you wanna guess?
1: <laughs> uh <sighs> um Kevin Costner. Filmed in Hawaii.
4: Oh Waterworld
1: shit. Waterworld. Waterworld. Oh god damn. Also
2: in ninety five. Fucking also. love Waterworld. Spoiler, I can't. Not a Waterworld bomb. too, man. Not, not a, bomb. a bomb.
3: Not a bomb. Absolutely not. Uh right? it's Dinner interesting just so, fucking chewing scenery. Yeah. Matt,
4: oh. do you want to do a side podcast about Waterworld from next week? Yeah.
1: Let's do it.
4: God damn, what a I'll Send you a link. That yeah. thing
1: rules. Well, yeah. it's 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 kind of interesting because Arrow like now the has wrong a- movie s- to come
3: on. I know, man. I'm kind of disappointed.
1: Arrow has a set out there- It's a great there double
3: feature though, man. That has Wait,
1: uh, the theatrical, it has the television cut, which is now two and a half hours long, and then an international version, which is almost three hours. Three hours. What
4: are the differences? Oh my God.
1: I don't know. More explosions. So yeah, getting ready to find out. We're going to find out.
4: More undersea statues of liberty. Yeah. You
1: know. So it and I I have to tell you folks, if you are a fan of this film and you don't own the Arrow set, I know I there's don't. a 4K edition mm-hmm. out there, but you got to get the Arrow set because there's a um, it's about a two hour documentary about the making of Waterworld, interviews with Kevin Reynolds, a lot of the people behind the scenes. I think the only person they just didn't have was Kevin Costner, but you will learn so much about sort of the myth on the making of the film and all the stories that went down the documentary is uh worth the price of that set alone it's so good so yeah we're talking water world next i'm 100 oh,
4: yeah. gonna watch that this week now yeah i am too god this yeah. movie's awesome. which by
3: the way i watched ghost of mars because of you guys
4: i'm not doing that thanks <laughs>
1: what, was no. that a real you thing didn't listen no. to me
3: no actually brad uh your your final review of it made me like snort laugh at my desk of this movie sucks ass. It's horrible. <laughs> Everybody's I'm wrong. There All, of, just, you wrong. All no, of you are Troy. wrong.
1: Laughing. No, Troy,
3: it's horrible. No, no it's it not. Bad. It's I had not. never seen it until
1: the other day. When Natasha Henstridge mm. uh, is awesome in it. Uh, Brad, should oh. we, so we're going to, should we just go ahead and talk about it real quick? Sure. Go ahead, buddy. Okay. You've, you've done half the work. That's true. Um, so one of the things that we do every once in a while is we have these little special episodes. So there was some article I read and it referenced uh, a film that had come out on Blu-ray that I'd never even heard of. And for whatever reason, just a couple of lines about it in terms of an eighties claymation film. I'm like, why I, 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 an eighties action claymation film. Okay. Let me, let me check this out. So I go and watch the trailer and the trailer is uh, for a film called Chuck Steele night of the trampires. Uh, watched this trailer and was like, "Oh my god, this this thing looks fantastic!" So it's only it just came out in the U.S. on digital. You can get it Amazon, iTunes. The film came out in June. There is a special edition Blu-ray that is just loaded. To I mean, it's one of the best editions I've I've purchased this year. So I I, I just ordered it from the UK. Um, you can get it off Amazon. It showed up the day it showed up. I put it in family, sat down and watched it. And, uh, it is one of my favorite films that I've seen this year. Uh, It is absolutely fantastic. I have watched this film four times now. Uh, it is. And every time I show it to somebody, they go out and buy the digital copy. I had just know nothing about this film. Apparently it is based on a short that was, um, released uh, years before you can see the short. It's about 14 minutes on YouTube and it's called Chuck Steele raging balls of steel justice. It is one of the funniest shorts you're ever going to see. But because of the short, um, Mike Mort, who's the director voice actor, he does everything. Creator Genesis of Chuck Steele got backing to do a full feature. Um, and the features played on the festival circuits and, uh, the, the feature, has um even won not just awards um for you know animation et cetera, but it, it won best action film i can't remember at fantasia fest it was beating out live action films but it is a claymation film just like Wallace and Gromit so mike mort used to work at ardman studio he actually worked on Shaun of the Sheep he has a couple of baftas um he's fantastic director but he had this passion project, and he loves. Yeah, Matt, have
2: you had any BAFTA winners on your show yet? Not yet. <laughs> yes, yeah. but I'm yeah.
1: aware of. Yeah, he's. <laughs> uh, he he loves 80s action <laughs> films, and he made um, a, an action film out of claymation that is on par to something like Hot Fuzz. So why have I never heard of this? Because it, it, there's a whole story behind it. You will hear about it in the next few days because, um, Mike Mort and I sat down and I did uh, a very long interview with him talking awesome. about Chuck Steele, uh, his career, um, his love for the eighties action films. So we are in the next few days here going to release that interview. And also, um, uh, Sammy from the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema, uh, I kind of turned him onto this film he, he texted me in the first 30 minutes. He goes, I absolutely love this thing. And so we're going to, Brad, Sammy, and I are going to talk about Chuck Steele. Um, and then we're also going to share our interview with Mike Mort. And I'm telling you guys, especially you two, go watch that 14-minute short. Anybody listening to this, watch the short. Come back, listen to our interview with Mike Mort that we're going to be publishing soon. And um, watch the trailer, Chuck Steele, Night of the Trampire's. It is uh genius, pure genius. Um, and for anybody who love. now, full disclosure, it is in the vein of Team America World Police, South oh, Park, that kind yes. of humor. Okay. So it is very raunchy, but it is um the best way I could describe it for anybody who's interested. If Cobra and Evil Dead 2 had a baby, it would be Chuck Steele, Night of the Trampires. Right, what year did you say this was made? It was actually made in 2018. Uh, oh, okay. Or okay. Rele- I thought you oh, said 80s, sort of. no,
4: no, Yeah, no, I, no. It's, I did too. I was like, it's,
1: it's a, but even still, like, it's an 80s. He's a, it's a homage it's to 80s action films. So it, it was I'm, released I have- in 2018, but it just finally got into a distribution this summer. So um, it's there's there's a whole history and story behind it, which which Mike and I cover, but um, you can get it now, iTunes and Amazon. You can rent it or buy it digitally. If you are so inclined, I would 100% order the special edition Blu-ray. It'll take a couple of weeks if in the US. Trying to order from mm-hmm. the UK, I think Brad, your copy hasn't shown up yet, right?
2: Yeah, it's been about ten days too. So
1: yeah, mine took mine took about fourteen days to get here. But um, if I just cannot recommend this film enough, it is impressive on a technical scale. I have laughed. I've seen this thing four times, and every time I catch something new in the background. Because it is not shot like a traditional um, claymation film. So if you've seen Wallace and Gromit, no. I mean, he he shot it like an 80s action film just using claymation. It's ridiculous. I
4: I just watched the trailer while you were talking because I was so curious. And it looks
1: freaking incredible. It is. It it looks looks incredible. incredible. It is one of, um, if not my favorite film this year that I've seen.
4: That is the most incredible animation I have seen. Like it's, it's so fluid. It's, it's, it's the it's humor. remarkable. It's the remarkable. humor is
1: ridiculous. So the humor is all over the place. But like I said, I, for people who are, if if you saw Team American, you're like, ooh, that was a little too over the top. You won't like this humor wise. But I would still say you would love this film just because of how it looks. But watch the trailer. You got to watch that 14 minute short. The 14 minutes short. If you like that 14 minutes you're going to get like 90 minutes of that in a full. Is, the, is the short different than the movie? The short act, I would look at it this way. Like if you've, I never even seen the short. I actually watched the short on the blu-ray. I was going through the special features and there was the short. So I've never even heard of this. Um, and I, I can't even remember the article that it was two sentences and I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to go look at this trailer. Boom. That's how I found it. Um, I'm sure our good friend, Randy may have, have talked about this at one point. Um, cause he sees everything, but I'd never even heard of this thing. And when I ran across it and saw the YouTube trailer for it, I'm like, oh, I have to go w- watch this film. So I didn't see the short until after I saw the film. But when, if you watch the short, um, the things in the mo- the things that are in the short will get referenced in the background of the film. So you don't need to see one before the other, but, uh, the short will give you an idea Of what you're going to get into with the film, just on a bigger scale. I'm just going to buy it.
3: (laughs) You have to. You have to. You have
1: to. That was me
3: writing it down, or like I gotta, I gotta look this up later. It's ten
1: bucks on Amazon. I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. All right. It is. It is going to be one of the best purchases. Um, And I'm curious what you guys think after you watch it. But yeah, Mike. Mike sat down, and uh, we we had a. I got to be honest, it's one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and he's one of us. I mean even after we were done with the interview, we talked another 45 minutes just talking about our poster collections and um, 80s films and and all the movies. I mean, he he's a huge fan of movies like uh, Trick or Treat. um, I come in peace, which over there was Dark Angel. And I mean, it just the list goes on. And uh, what's his
4: thoughts on Congo? (laughs)
1: <laughs> i i don't know i didn't ask when condo go. we got kind of stuck on, in the try. 80s but uh got the ball shit yeah just <laughs> th- look for that in the next uh with it's going to be within the week i'll just put it out there so it'll be an extra little bonus thing we do on top of Waterworld. but um yeah that'll be a standalone looking episode forward to that please everybody check out um yeah. chuck Steele. at least watch the trailer so that uh in that 14 minute short um i guarantee it'll get you to buy the movie it's yeah. it's fantastic
3: which, by the way, was Randy the one who brought up Briggsby Bear? Yes, yes. Thank you, Randy. Thank you very much. I am yeah. so glad that I heard about Briggsby Bear from you guys. I get shit for it on uh, on mixtape because I bring it up all the time, but um, that movie has so much heart. That, it does. Like I did not expect. Um, I I view Kyle Mooney in a whole new way now. Like just that movie is so good. Um, I've bought that, lent it out to people. They've brought it back and was just like, "This movie was fantastic." Um, but yeah, I've, I've purchased that. I've got uh, the man who feels no pain on my wish list. Just haven't you know hit buy yet, but that is on there. Um, a lot of the recommendations you guys have made, or not even necessarily recommendations, but just movies you guys have talked about, you know, end up on my wish list and then I end up buying it later on. And but yeah, Brave Bear, I bought it. Sight unseen. Didn't even watch the trailer. I just put it in and watched it. And by the end, I was just like, this is the greatest movie. I guarantee <laughs> so this.
1: Good. So here's the thing. and uh, I, I even told Mike this. I, I, when I was watching the film, I'm like, is that Vixen soundtrack? Is that XYZ? I didn't I didn't know anybody knew XYZ. Is that Saxon? I mean, for, for your podcast, especially after you watch that film, I'm pretty sure that you guys are going to cover it because it's going to blow your mind and you're going to want to share it to everybody else, Jay, et cetera. And you guys will talk about this film. It's that good because it's got, it, it has all of the eighties music has all the eighties action. It has the police Academy humor to it just turned up to an 11. It it's going to blow your mind.
3: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It, it sounds really cool. I mean, I like, you know, things that are completely just like off the wall and that this sounds like it's right up my alley. He's mentioned team America. I love that claymation stuff. I, I love
1: that too so yeah yeah i'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna to check this out brad how do people get a hold of us
2: yeah that's not about at gmail.com you can hit us up on instagram uh twitter and facebook and you can head to our website not about and contact us there
1: charlie matt god what a awesome dude my side hurts a little bit from laughing so hard <laughs> honestly
2: i'm gonna I'm not gonna lie i kind of got a headache from like laughing i, I, I
3: kinda, do a little bit
1: too like i i, I need to take I it i saw well.
3: brad mute himself at one point and almost <laughs> die when charlie said something earlier that i was yeah that was pretty great uh
1: yeah. this has been fantastic it's i been really i great. love you guys i know you know everybody is so busy charlie i know school's in full swing matt you got like a thousand things going on especially with your own podcast but Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and spending it with us. Um, yeah. we love you guys. It's so funny. Problem. This is, this was magic.
3: Yeah. And I'm going to extend the invitation. You guys got to come on mixtape and, uh, we actually have, we have a plan for an episode for you guys. So oh, we're mm-hmm. in. Yeah. So in. We won't tell you what it is now. Cause I honestly don't remember exactly what it was, but, uh, <laughs> but there's I'm a pretty player. sure it involves uh, movie
4: soundtracks. So I, I will make a, a request as okay. we exit. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as you all know, I, I am a bit of a Jurassic Park fan. I love myself some Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton, as we all know, is six is this, foot nine. Is
1: this, is, is this when you bring up Sphere? Close. Okay. Oh, I am not doing Sphere. That movie's... Oh. I
4: am going to request Timeline.
1: Timeline?
4: Oh, Starring is that the- Paul Walker and oh, Gerard my- Butler.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Timeline. We should do Timeline. We really should because
4: timeline
1: yeah is another planet wasn't that billy
4: Connolly in that too yep uh Uh,
1: timeline
4: is unbelievable
1: i like that pick that's a good pick there's a lot to talk about when it comes to timeline
4: timeline is remarkable to imagine Paul Walker, God rest. Oh, God, well,
2: God damn it. I was going to make a
4: timeline joke with Paul Walker. <laughs> he's out of time. Oh. Do you think he'd like to change his timeline? I think he'd like to change his timeline. I think he'd like to go back and hit one of those time clock that he said they've got a widget. They've got a little widget that they click. Save it's it. got like a, gotta it's a
2: save
3: key it.
4: fob. They've got a key fob to go back in time.
1: Yeah, that's going to list I
3: honestly thought you were going to mention Looker. If, if you're going to oh, lookers about the on the list, private. I, that one's, we mm. we discussed it on, on mixtape and yeah. it's, I've watched it a couple of times since then. It's, it's just
1: bizarre. It's bonkers. I remember wow, yeah. my dad taking me to that in the theater and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah.
3: I had never heard of it until uh, Patrick from Scream Queens told it's, us we needed to watch it. And he came on and we talked about that one.
4: Is timeline a Richard Man. Donner film? Yeah. Holy timeline sh- is, it is Congo because it's got all these people that you're like, Oh my gosh, this should work. Richard Don, like it's Gerard Butler is in medieval times. Like um, I forget the dude, that the plays restaurant it. or like actual <laughs> yeah, <that'd be> awesome <laughs> pay the shit three <laughs> night is going down, down. Yeah. <laughs> timeline. I am just saying, put it on the list.
1: Uh That's going on the list. That's a great, that's 2003 too. Holy cow. Yeah, that's uh, Ooh, Ooh you
4: know talk cool. about sets that don't look like like they're like they look like they were shot in the back of a parking lot yeah like a lot of foam is involved
3: you know, uh, by the, way, uh, the rocks in congo just hitting the ground and bouncing bouncing yeah. Yeah. And <laughs>
4: bouncing rocks
1: that was awesome man all right anything else Brad? oh okay. uh listen to gentleman's guide v h s files podcast night of the living podcast Mixtape podcast the backlook cinema who am I missing Watch Skip Plus. Watch Skip yeah. Plus, yeah, yeah. Jose and Justin, they um,
3: congratulations, guys. I can't wait to check it out.
1: Yeah, they've got they've got some uh, good Tickle content. Me. Tickle
3: me,
2: no, oh.
1: no. The the Amy impressions are done now, Brad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I don't know if you're listening in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening. Thank you for hanging out with us, and uh, look for two episodes next week. We're going to talk Chuck Steele. And we're gonna talk water world so i hope you play along and go watch go watch the trailers man you're gonna love it so we'll catch you next week
2: don't lose your head